Hello, and welcome to episode 160 of the Gaming Fix podcast on February 20th, 2021. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite moment in The Lord of the Rings. I am joined today by Pat. Favorite what character in Lord of the Rings? Uh, Favorite moment. Oh, favorite moment. I actually don't know. You know, we haven't watched Lord of the Rings together. My favorite moment is uh, my friends, you about to know one at the end. When that, that, that Aragorn's coronation, mm-hmm. when the hobbits bow, and then it makes you cry because you're like, he's like acknowledging that they did more work than he did. Uh, and it's pretty awesome. That's a good moment. Allison. Um, I have a very strong affection for Sam. Uh, the character in Lord of the Rings, but also Sam from our podcast. But uh, the end. But of more the... for Sam from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Listen, if, if Sam from Lord of the Rings was a real, real person, I'd be like, let's let's be best friends. But uh, but the I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you is like. Uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. It's 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 a mood. Uh, and Alex. I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings person, but I do like the part where Frodo's like waking up at the very end, specifically because uh, of, of the parody video. Yeah. Which I find very hilarious. Take this oh, no. heartfelt no, appreciation. No class on the show. Ruined, I ruined it. Aragorn. I am rewatching the series and it fucking rips. Oh yeah, it's really, it's oh. really good. Now, like I, I ever so, I, I really should rewatch those because you, I've seen you, all you know of them. What you should do is you should buy them on 4K. I don't. I, I don't have a do 4K that. TV, but at the same time, that yeah. sounds really good. Well, well, I do you have get a 4K, 4K TV, TV and you got that UHD Blu-ray player with the PS5. The, the issue the standard is editions 4K. Oh, it looks so good. I received okay. the last Blu-ray release. As like with of the extended editions, but that one's fucked up and it's got like a color tin issue. I understand, but it's sitting on my shelf, and I feel like, what am I going to just throw that in the dumpster? No, you have multiple versions of everything. Like I do, I have a couple. There's a few movies I love where I'm like, I have every edition of it. That's starting for me with books, and I can't keep going down that road. Oh no, (laughs) keep going down that road. There's three copies of Annihilation now. (laughs) Hey, Blu-rays are small. Not the Lord of the Rings extended edition. Compared to books. Hey, they can fit like maybe, you know, well, I guess 4K. They got to use like two 4K Blu-rays for Lord of the Rings. Is it it like, is it like the, yeah, is it like uh, the old DVD extended editions where you have to change the disc halfway through the movie? They get to... it's, it's a Rivendell, and you have to swap the discount. It's it's if you bought if you had these on VHS, it's that size. Oh gosh! <laughs> it looks like no, I, don't, a I don't know. I don't have it because it costs like two hundred dollars US. So in Japan. It's it's like eighty in the US. It's two hundred it? in Japan. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm looking can... right now at the Fast and Furious Eight movie collection in four K. Oh yeah, You're I mean ninety dollars. That's I would, not that bad. Yeah. Damn, yeah, for for f- eight movies, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can we all agree that there has never been a better special features on a movie set than there were on Lord of the Rings? Then Jack Black with the Prince Albert oh, at the, at the uh, Council of the Elrond, Elrond. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, yes, except Star Wars, the Star Wars Blu-ray set has some really good special features. Oh, God damn it. it I need a... I... There's Fuck. the moment when the moment when um, Ewan McGregor is doing a fight scene and he rolls off the mat and someone is like he like rolls off the mat after doing a lightsaber fall and then um, he looks at one of the at one of the like texts and is like they said do you want to do a Star Wars and I said too fucking right <laughs> it's, just like, it's very good you oh, can gosh. tell he is just having an absolute wanna, blast do you want to do a Star Wars. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh, also, the Star Wars. Star Wars. I mean, Star honestly, Wars everyone edition. in their right mind wants to be in a Star Wars movie. Come on. Yeah. Ooh, Star Wars Special just... Edition VHS is real bad in a great way. Yeah, we had that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. We had that when I was a kid too. We're like, we added Han Solo. Oh, we added Jabba <laughs> here in CGI, and we we saw Han Solo had to walk behind him. And he walked <laughs> and on the tail, it. and he went. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I believe that is the noise that he made. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I've yeah. seen that version so many times that I'm like, yeah. Isn't that like the only version that's readily available? Like, yeah. I mean, well, that's like the, like the, that's been in the, that version since the special edition. Yeah, so. And like, that's the only, isn't, isn't that the only version that's like put out now? Like they don't put out like the theatrical cut. Anymore, no, but no, that's why yeah. I went down a rabbit hole where I was like, should I buy a laser disc player? <laughs> because no. the best version of the theatrical cut that is on like home media, Physical media, yeah, yeah, that you can watch is the laser disc. So I was, I had that thought of like, do I buy a laser so, disc so that I could get, <laughs> what, what so I could get do? Star Wars? <laughs> Is you turn off or you turn on your VPN and then you download Harmy's Despecialized Edition, mm-hmm. which is really good. Arr. Yeah, but that doesn't involve you buying a like machine that is wildly outdated so that you can watch. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could get a DVD burner if you wanted. So we actually have a DVD burner if you need use of it. <laughs> we we went from I'm not gonna buy a 4K Blu-ray of Lord of the Rings because I already have it. To what if I bought a laser disc? For what it's worth, I do think that was my hang up. And I know there's I know, a really good chance that I'm gonna end up buying this. Went from- uh, yeah, I, it's just you know buying a TV feels different than like I don't know buying a laser disc. Not even buying a TV, just buying like oh, I don't. I already own this. Like I own it on a different medium. I don't need to buy it. Oh, that that was past hang up. I would buy it, but I just can't. I just don't have a 4K TV, and I don't really want to buy one. So you're telling me that the PS5 is a 4K, yeah, yeah, UHD Blu-ray player. Okay, that's good. It would be absurd if it wasn't because like Blu-ray is like TV for not that much. But okay, it would be absurd (laughs) if it wasn't. But it it it's. That's no guarantee. No, but uh, it is. There was a period of time where if you didn't activate the fact that your PS3 or whatever was a DVD player, it was oh, you couldn't yeah. do it anymore. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and rest in <laughs> yes. peace, digital edition people. Well, yes. God, now a- I'm looking at a uh, 4K TVs. What? Why are we doing this to me? Uh, but- well, we're we're doing it because we're here to talk about video games. Do you want to know? It would the, be good for video games infi- too. You know what's infuriating and also good for video games? I have a 4K TV, but it doesn't have HDR. Mm. Like, so it's like, do I buy a new television just to have HDR? 
And just throw that one in the trash. Well, I would have to because who wants a fucking 4K TV without HDR? I mean, it's not oh, the fault. It it's not the TV's fault. It came out at a time when 4K was proliferating, but not everything had HDR. But mount it in the bathroom opposite the toilet. <laughs> if you could see how small my bathroom is, you wouldn't be able to stand up then if without hitting your head on the the, the TV. So Did you 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 saw that LTT video where they put the TV in the bathtub? No, oh, yes. I don't think I have. <laughs> they they, mount, they mounted a TV over his bathtub so like and like it could pull down. And there's like a sound bar and like I, I think once a PC connected to it. <laughs> I had I had very oh, no. wealthy friends that had a shower room. Like they mm. they had a room that was there was like the bathroom mm-hmm. and then like a a room the size bigger than my bathroom that was just a shower. I've got one of those. And you could like walk around it. Yep, I've um, got one of those. Do you really? I mean, it I, I could like I can step around it. It is no, bigger than a no, it is we're not bigger. Talking about the same thing. I know, I know, but it is bigger than a shower. You're talking about a shower. Japanese, Japanese no, Japanese like <laughs> showers are just it's a room like but a very small room. Yeah, it's 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 bigger than it's big enough it's bigger than some bathrooms i've been in so let me say in, in i the could States. <laughs> i could you could play like a sport like you could have a wrestling match in this person's shower like you could so like you a, could it's like a locker room shower uh yeah i mean it's like almost like a sauna or something but a big one um I like had you, a... you could you could like jog around the outside of it it, it was that big i knew someone as a kid who had a sauna that was that was fun um, I think they sauna. could use this as a sauna. Um, I I I, lo- I I would like a sauna. That'd be nice. Uh, my 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 <clears throat> um, the thing that I think about that like my rich friend in high school had uh, that I always wanted is she, she had like a she had like a full home theater, but it was like very decked out home theater of like separate room had these big like recliners that were all in a row, and it was like best uh projection system you could have and i was like oh that's the only thing i want if i was rich is movie theater at home i think i mentioned this on a recent podcast my my friend's family had something similar but then underneath the projector uh were were two more like 43 inch tvs (laughs) so he would land xboxes together in there and just play like halo forge that's amazing. Oh, with like twelve people, yeah, it was uh, it was real silly. My wealthy friend bought a Taco Bell. Oh God, I never. I went. believe you. Um, I I the only thing about having a movie theater at home is it's you're still never gonna get like quite the same as the like at the movie theater. No, but it's like you, know? you need to have and both. I, and I feel like I feel like it would make going to the movies less special if you could just walk down the hallway and sit in your home theater, but, you know? I mean, I'm going to the movie theater because I want to see something new and like, and like I'm watching have something. Have movie at home, theater like, popcorn, mm. talk to the uh the bartender at my local movie theater who I who I think about like very frequently. <laughs> I think okay. I, I hope she's doing okay. That's I think right. about her all the time because I'm like, I hope you're doing okay. Guess, since I'm assuming you haven't been in to work, but like you're very nice. Told me good for you when I said I was seeing Detective Pikachu. I guess. Uh, I guess what I'm what I'm what I worry about is if you're that wealthy, <laughs> can you even have a simple movie going experience? Because like, I mean, like 
were wealthy, but they weren't like, you know. You just ran out the whole theater. It's... Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. It's not the same as like <sighs> the excitement of going to the movies. Of seeing like, so, uh, a see- theater at home. So. Of seeing something like a quiet place and everybody's trying not to make noise. There's like a, there's like a, an energy to it is in, in, in Absolutely. the movie theater yeah. where everybody's see, sitting there going when, like, <clears throat> and then somebody coughs and you're just like, yes. what the when fuck I, did you do? When I saw a quiet place, some, uh, <laughs> there was like a couple sitting like four rows in front of us. And I can't remember the guy did something pretty innocuous. Like it wasn't, it wasn't anything like the, the theater didn't get mad at him. He will, he like coughed or like cleared his throat or something. And his partner, or I assume his partner sitting next to him, was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and you could hear that, like, like audibly move through the entire theater. And then everybody <laughs> laughed. It was very good. Oh, oh, the, my best one where everybody laughed was uh, uh, was seeing Moana in theaters. And, you know, the part in Moana where she sees, like, the ghost of her grandmother, right? And her, yeah. like, grandmother comes up as a spirit. And she's all blue. And there was a kid near me that said, why is she blue now? And everybody, we're all just like trying to keep it in, like the, their laughter. In. It was basically, so good. the last third of uh, Rise of Skywalker when I saw it at the theater was people laughing like it was literally a intended as a comedy. Oh, I wish that was my theater because, like, I was I was sitting there going like trying to like hold it in, but oh, nobody no. else is laughing. We were and very, I'm, like, I'm was, sitting here going like. Like, I think the furthest, uh, you know, the hardest I broke was when they said she was a Palpatine. And I, I think I yes. just was like, <laughs> I just like we, everyone laughed when they kissed. Everyone laughed when they kissed because oh, yeah, it was same. a terrible kiss. Nobody and it was stupid. did that one. And I then, saw it and I'm so mad. And, and then, and then when Ben, when, when Kylo Ren dies, like a, several people were like, oh, come on. <laughs> and then, Spoilers. and then. And then at the end of the movie, I you mean, don't need to see this movie. Yeah. Let's read the synopsis. At the end of the movie, when she's like, <laughs> she's like, I'm Ray Ray Skywalker. <laughs> people like people just started to get up and leave when she said I'm Ray Skywalker, <laughs> like before the credits rolled. Pat, you had you a very know? perfectly timed like little stutter there of calling her Ray Ray Skywalker. Oh no no, I, like, oh, I did oh, that. Oh, can her oh, name cause... be Ray Ray Skywalker? <laughs> Man, I saw a stupid meme a long time ago where she says, I'm Ray Ray Skywalker, and it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if it's Jar Jar E, then fuck, mm-hmm. that would make it so much better. No. Not, Anyways, not like video game, po- video game podcast, right? We don't yeah, have- hey, they announced a Star Wars video game this week. <laughs> uh, I mean, was it announced or was it like. Oh, yeah, recorded? they did. Yeah, they Star did. Wars Hunters. No. It's, not out, on, it's like- not out on mobile yet. It was announced. Oh, okay. I feel like Pat and I had the exact same. Uh, uh, Trajectory we're, we're with that. We're seeing it, yeah. We're both like, is News. that a Star Wars? And then we see Zingo. We're like, oh. <laughs> I didn't even notice Here's the logo a, at first. So I, I didn't either. And then you said, oh, it's a mobile game. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Here's a dollar. Else, Go buy a microtransaction in the Star Wars. What, what else was in that direct? Uh, are we? Are we going straight to that? What is happening? I have lost control it? of this podcast. I yes. don't. There was some cool we're, stuff in that direct, f- but there was some real bad well, stuff in that direct. I think if we're going to the direct, then no, there's no game talk. You have to make a choice. You can't <laughs> go to the direct and then go backwards. So, Allison, what do you think of Mario 3D World? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good game. I mean, like, I feel like I forgot how much I liked it until I played it. And I was like, dang, this game is 
is really good. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's really it's it's really good le- level design. Uh, yeah, it is. And it's been really fun to revisit um, and play on the Switch because uh, Nintendo is continuing to make the uh, Wii U less of a thing that I need to actually still have in my apartment, which I do. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, it's a really great game that is uh, that has been really fun to play, um, especially just it, a lot. A lot of the uh, like I said, level design is really great, and uh, I, th- I I feel like I I didn't appreciate how good I liked uh, Cat Mario as a power up until I was like, man, Cat Mario is a good power up for these games. So I don't know if I have much more to say than that about. 3D World because uh, I, th- I think you said you played it, right? Yeah, we talked about it last week um, mm. when we had bread here, and it I'm was, so I'm bummed I missed that one, but yeah, it yeah, fun. it was it's good. I think uh, the, my takeaway was that like you can very much tell this was made by the Galaxy team. Oh, uh, absolutely. Where it's because, like yeah, it yeah, each level feels like one of those discrete like. They sat down and really designed something super unique and awesome for each one of these with like some theme in mind and like executed on it super well. Yeah, and then, and then it's a le- it's designed just really cleverly. Yeah. Too, which is which is really which is really nifty. So, it's it's been fun to play that. Uh yesterday I actually played a little bit of the Bowser's Fury uh edition. Um Have you played any of that yet? Just a little bit. Yeah, I've just played a little bit of it. It's it's interesting because I feel like it's really trying to be kind of like a mixture of of like an Odyssey and uh, 3D world, where it's like you're kind of running around this large, discrete, uh, this large area, but then you can jump into like little platforming challenges in the yeah, middle of things. It it's, is. It's it's, it, it's it, it is the closest take to a 3D world. As in, like a Super Mario World, but like in an open world 3D. Yeah, exactly. It's like trying to be. It's 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 uh like I've I've seen that it's not necessarily super like like it's it's it's, it's sizable, but it's not you know a full game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it, I've seen people uh, suggest that it might be um, kind of what they're aiming for with a future. Kind of three Mario game, and that'll be. I think that'd be interesting, where where you can kind of jump into some of these little challenges to get the to get the things, but it's still kind of an open world. It's it's very it's a very unique setup, I think. So I, I it's been it's been fun to give it a shot and just play around with. So I'm 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 excited to give both that uh, and. 3D World proper and, and and play a little bit more of those. Although there's just too many video games out right now, so who knows? Wait, oh, what other video games mm, are out right now? Uh, well, it's not out yet, but uh, Persona 5 Strikers is coming out soon. Oh, and it's out today? Is that right? I thought it was out, like, later? If it's out today, then it's like, fuck every other game, I'm playing that now. Um, uh, uh, February 20th, 2020. God damn it! Oh, wait, no, that, that's only Japan. Okay. Oh, okay. Worldwide no, is the Japan. 23rd. What? Because that is already out in Japan. What the fuck? No, it just came out in Japan. I mean, this is just Wikipedia. 23rd on, 23rd on Steam. 
but it's also 23rd on on switch and ps4 worldwide okay i mean this is just on wikipedia so maybe they're yeah that's what playstation what the what i thought it was i thought this game has been out for like six months in japan no i guess they're doing like they're doing closer releases for persona now I've not been following. What is Persona Five Strikers? Like I know it's, it's basically a, like a Muso, but uh, also it's a okay. sequel to Persona Five. But the story it, yeah. is but a sequel to Persona Five, yeah. But it's a, it's a specifically okay. a sequel to Persona Five, not Persona Five Royal, which is very weird to me. Huh. But that is weird. So is it, it kind of like um like the story mode for the fighting game for four, and how that kind of continued the story? I didn't play the fighting game before, so I cannot uh, it was say. A, the fight the is a visual novel. Yeah, yeah, but and, but, but I mean, there's also like there's also continuing yeah. story, and I think that there's kind of. like uh, for this you can continue. Gotcha. Like I, I think that the combat's like a little bit different from like a normal Musou, so it's it's got kind of a Persona flair to it, it's, and then also it's, more, it's it's kind of I read it's kind of like action like. I don't know exactly, but like more actiony than like Muso games are actiony, but it's like veers towards like the Persona style, but more actiony and you know not turn based. Yeah, and then, and then also there's like uh, like you can you know hang out with your characters and stuff like that. So uh, you know it's 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 yeah it's something that i'm interested to play so i'm probably just gonna drop everything the second it comes out but can, can you summon belphegor is that the toilet demon yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> like the first persona you fight in oh that's uh, right in persona, in persona five, five yeah five. yeah yeah <laughs> I was like, wait, is that? Yeah, that is the one who. I started reading. Uh, I love that, Kaisen, like, and that has a lot of like persona esque stuff going on with its like mm. curses and whatnot. Yeah, but, but but I mean, there's a lot there. There also, I still need to get back to Rise of Two, but uh, there's but uh, but it's it, 3D World and Bowser's Fury is a good is a good game, and it is. It's it's been fun too to revisit so i'm 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 into it all right uh how about speaking of the direct earlier how about uh, what what shapes do you like allison you like a square like a like a square a square soft octagons i don't know square enix you're you're a fan of polygon right yeah i like polygon yeah you like square enix uh yeah yeah i do like uh like a a circle k circle k I think about gas stations every time I think about video games. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, who does it? Uh, that gas you, you station, used, Resident Evil 2, pretty good. When When is the last time you held a dodeca, dodecahedron in your hand? Like a, like a 20 sided die? Exactly. I was going to uh, say, that's a fairly frequent occurrence for me. Yeah. I mean, it, I. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like literally right before the pandemic when I was playing D and uh, D with some friends. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I got <laughs> this. This is a this is a very good segue over to uh, 
I play the demo for Project Triangle Strategy. Uh, most of it, at least. Uh, I think like I think there's two main battles that you can play, but there's a lot of other uh, content, especially with story. And um, one of the big things that uh, you do in this is the um, kind of convincing people to do anything. So, did you guys uh, have you guys t- checked out the? Demo at all, or looked into anything about this game other than just what was on the, in the direct? It, just what was in the direct. Just what was in the direct, and people on Twitter saying it's kind of a spiritual successor to like Final Fantasy Tactics. Or mm-hmm. Tactics yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. That's shocking, based on what was in the direct. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a I'm lot more compelling. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was it looked like, exactly like Final Fantasy Tactics. So. Yeah, I was watching it, on phone screens. So I was like, I don't know what's going on here. It's, it's, I, I have to say, as somebody that really likes, uh, as the, uh, Octopath Traveler fan, uh, I, I yelled at my TV when I saw the graphics show up. It looks really I, good. I was just like, the 2D HD, I was just like, it's happening. Yeah. And then they Octopath decided. Octopath looked awesome. And this game looks even better. It has like yeah. really yeah. cool particle effects and stuff. Yeah. And then, and then it, they, then they take, or t- they're taking that Octopath team and they're making a tactics game about it. So I played oh most, <laughs> so I, I joked in our chat where I was saying, uh, it's like the Jinji Ito, uh, Amiga Fault. It's made for me. Yeah. Uh, it's. <laughs> it's like it's like co-eating Cambria coffee. It's proof that you're the only real person. <laughs> yeah, <where laughs> someone like, made something, made something so made specifically Octopath for you. Traveler, and uh, but also it's a uh, it's a strategy, a tactics RPG. I'm like, man. But it, anyways, this game fucking rolls, and I'm so excited That's for cool. it. It looks yeah. good. Yeah, because the I feel like the strategy, like there, I the strategy is a lot more complex than. I ever in did with like something like a, a fire emblem. It really mm-hmm. wants you to be strategic. And I think um, at the beginning of the demo, it says like, Hey, we've uh, upped the difficulty a little bit uh, for this section uh, just so that you can experience the full strategy. And it, I think it shows because it's very much like you are, it really, is so important how you both position yourself and how you move the characters around. And it, it does it in a, in a way that, I mean, other tactics RPGs have done before, but it's, it, it, it works really remarkably well here. So um, for example, uh, like positioning is really important where uh, you, your character can be facing any, uh, you know, for any of the four directions, right? Front, back, left, right. Uh, if you get like if you backstab somebody, that is a lot more significant damage. And also, if you get um, two characters on each side of an enemy, you both do an attack. So it really focuses hard on the positioning, both with like that space, but then also uh, they mentioned vertically, which I know that Pat, you're like, yeah, that's a tactics RPG thing. Yeah. But it really, like, for example, like the hot, the bigger the uh, verticality you have is some of the attacks you have might be stronger. So like, for example, if you have like a bow, the gravity makes it a lot stronger if you're going mm-hmm. from up to down versus if it was further if it was like on the ground so it like really plays with the verticality in in fun ways um and then also you're kind of constantly 
moving stuff around the battlefield too. Like I, um, one character specifically can make like an ice wall appear. So I was just like, all right, I need to like oh, may. D- <laughs> exactly. But I was like, all right, uh, I, there's a lot of enemies and I don't want to deal with these couples. So I'm going to just like block these off so that I can deal with these and deal with that later. And just like, there's a lot of strategy at play and I didn't even really get into any of the elemental stuff beyond just some of the, you know, bulkier enemies were weaker to ice and fire than, than physical attacks. So Um, it's like, yeah. Does, did the demo show any of the out of combat stuff that you'll be doing? Does it, and does, and like fire emblem, does it have like that kind of, the people in your party and their relationship to each other? Like, does that inku, inku, whatever, does that give you bonuses? Um, I haven't noticed any of the, like, if it gives you any sort of bonuses, but it absolutely uh, does um, spend a lot of time on the outside of combat. Like, uh, I I didn't end up doing the second battle because uh, I, I felt like I'd kind of seen most of what the game really was, and I know that I'm going to play this game as soon as I can, but uh, according to, like, the uh, Kotaku article about playing it, um, said uh, he said that there's, even though there's only two battles, there's still, uh, like, five hours of content in here. Huh. Um, so, Interesting. A, a lot of it is, a lot of it is story, where you just kind of see these cutscenes of story, which the story... I think is good. A lot of it is kind of slightly stereotypical uh, kind of fantasy nonsense. You're telling me the Salt Iron War. (laughs) What I was going to say, it was so funny when on the screen it just goes salt. Salt Iron. Salt Iron iron War. War. (laughs) I have a salt. I have an iron. (laughs) Salt Iron War. I mean, the shit pissed war was was the (laughs) meme that someone made after words made me laugh very hard for a solid like minute. It's like, you know, I I thought I I ended up finding it interesting, but the setup is a little bit funny. But <laughs> crunchy. If it's got crunchy tactics, like at the end of the day, it's fine. Whatever the setup is. Yeah, and, and, this, and I think that it goes some interesting places with the. Um, it, it's re- it's really trying to be kind of like here's all these uh, political machinations of everybody going on. So it's really it's like less about like the importance of iron and salt or whatever, and yeah, it's more yeah. about like hey, these are the. This is the setup so that these characters can, like, you know, have political intrigue with each other. I feel like a lot of video games, like Trails is a good example of a game that actually manages to do this. But I feel like a lot of video games lean into that, like, ah, the political machinations. And then the depth of that is, like, this person's son betrayed them. It's never, like, it's never, like, like, Game of Thrones... has is like deep and has like complex plot lines with lots of characters interacting. Whereas it seems like video games kind of sort of dumb it down to an extent in a way that is like, come on, I want like something actually crunchy. I think this has potential to be closer to the game of Thrones model. I don't know if it will. Um, but one of the other, um, aspects of this, uh, demo 
is trying is the kind of decision-making system where basically it's it doesn't it does kind of the your decisions matter for the story but you're uh, not the only me. i believe it's choices and consequences <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh the uh the lost jane austen novel uh no but uh um where uh you specifically aren't making the decisions all by yourself um so here one of the things is that uh there there was a was it a betrayal where somebody's trying to take over one of the kingdoms and so the prince of that kingdom and his companions have fled to one of the um kind of smaller they call them domains uh mm-hmm. so kind of the smaller uh house um basically and they're they're hiding there uh but everybody knows they're there and the question is okay do we hand him over to the to the evil people or do we not and it's because basically like we don't we as like one of the smaller houses don't have the resources to take on the larger house but uh, if we t- turn him over, we would save all these people's lives. But at the same time, it would have like these political ramifications potentially. Uh, and so it's like there's there's a to the point where the prince is like, yeah, turn me over, like fuck it. Uh, <laughs> but but then you have to go in and you find you wander through town and you have to find out like specific informational things so that you can try to convince people to go to your side of the argument so for for this one just like as as a thing i was like i was like okay i'm gonna go for no we can't turn him over we can't do that we have to protect him um so i had i had to go find uh i found evidence that said hey we might have um some traps laying around town so that might help so it's like coming up with this evidence and then going over and having conversations where they're like yeah i I don't want to turn him over but at the same time like we can't sacrifice the people's lives for one person and then you go ah but you know this one person died would you would you want him to die in vain and then the person might be convinced by that and they might not be and then everybody uh has to cast their vote and see where the where the things lie. So since you're only one cool. vote, you have to be kind of engaged in that system of uh, convincing people. It seemed pretty light so far, but I mean, I'm hoping that's just kind of it because it's the demo and presumably like the first, one of the first ones you would encounter that way. Yeah. Um, but it, it seemed like potential is there. Yeah. Have you ever played the original Dragon Age? Yes. Okay, because that's gonna—I was gonna say some of that just sounds really similar to that. Like, it's not obviously not the same system, but like how your party has agency and yeah. they make their 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 own decisions, which I think is a cool thing that hasn't been touched upon by enough games. So yeah, and especially since like they specifically go, okay, we're gonna make this decision as a group, so yeah. you have to operate as a member of that group, like a very respected member of that group, but ultimately like. As one of the members of the group. So, and I think that works well here. And it's more, it's like, like I said, like you can only find a few pieces of evidence when you're wandering around around town that are like, hey, there are traps here to, that might help in the thing. Or, Mm -hmm. hey, there's evidence that maybe, that if we turn him over, 
it's likely that they won't immediately kill him. So if you're trying to convince people to turn him over, you'd be like, hey, he'll be safe, and then maybe we can come get him out later. Um, so there is, it's pretty light, but it gives you, there's a lot of, um, I feel like, potential there. So I cool. it, it, I think that's the thing that I, that I felt most while playing this, is like, man, if they do this right, it could be, like, fucking phenomenal. Um, but yeah, it, I... I don't know if I'd necessarily tell people to play the demo because it's very much like a demo. And from what I've heard, they're they're going to be doing the same thing that they did with Octopath, where it's like you give give feedback, which I'm planning on doing. But I I feel like again that if they pull this off, it could be like one of my favorite games ever, maybe because <laughs> I'm like that's exciting again, like the uh, like like the meme. It, it was made for me. Uh, <laughs> so they with Octopath. They announced yeah. Octopath, and they said, this is Project Octopath Traveler. So are you ready for <laughs> oh God, it's triangle, gonna be triangle Strategy, strategy. to release oh, fuck, in, like, I hope 2023? Not. I hope I not. So. That's a great name. It's hilarious. It's, it's a little dumb, funny. Like, it's, like, it's like a fake it's video dumb. game. It, it yeah. is a fake video game. But, like, I don't know. It's... I, I will be interested in what in whatever this game ends up being to be honest so yeah. it's right. yeah, yeah. It cool the salt iron war the salt iron war <laughs> uh, the salt iron <laughs> conflict <laughs> i i make ppap jokes too often at school it's, uh, it's <laughs> my my students are the target audience for that um all right. Well, that was Allison's games for the week. Alex, I see you've only got you're back on some bullshit. Yeah, I had a really busy week. <laughs> I uh, I only played. I continued playing Mario uh, 3D World. I'm at the la. Oh, I'm at the fifth world. I imagine there's a hidden sixth one. Uh, and I've also been playing some more Final Fantasy 14. But so where are you at? Um, I'm back in uh Stormblood kind of stuff, just doing okay. some side stuff, doing some side dungeons. There's some really good ones in there. It's really did cool. you did you reach the near stuff? Or n- no, not, not yet. yet. Okay, no, I haven't had a chance yet. I'm looking to um ahead of Endwalker. I want to get through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I want to play Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say I don't think we have it in our news because I don't think it mattered enough. But the writer for Shadowbringers, the lead writer and Shadowbringers is very beloved, uh, is also coming back for Endwalker. So very cool. The story's probably gonna be dark as shit. <laughs> I'm gonna try that uh, PS5 update of that game Hell yeah. when it comes out. It's like beta in April for it or something. I think comes on. Yeah, open beta. Uh, all right then. Which, uh, oh, calling an, an open beta for an update seems. Like, I mean, you can expect like, oh, maybe there'll be some weirdness. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, typically, what that means is test realm. Like, we're literally testing content. It's a separate instance. I would assume this open beta means mm-hmm. you can install it and play it on your PS5 as a native PS5 app instead of an upscaled or whatever, not even upscaled yeah. instead of a PS4 app. And mm-hmm. but also there might be some bugs, so don't get mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Hanu, Brennan, Fraser. Good yeah. luck. She's back, baby. <laughs> don't don't dox him. Now everybody <laughs> in the Final Fantasy he, world is going to be filling on you, Brendan Fraser's 
inbox <laughs> with the cookies with with, <laughs> with, with questions. I hope with cookies. I was going to go a darker fix. route. <laughs> <laughs> but don't send those questions to Han Yu, Brendan Fraser in Final Fantasy XIV. Send them to gaming at fix.space. I was going to say, write them on a postcard and mail them to my address, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Get a P.O. box. Um, all right. Well, speaking of Pat, what, what do you got? If, if someone wanted your address, they might need to be like some sort of cartographer to like identify um, it on a map and like get there. Right? Um, no, you can use Google Maps. You don't have to have any cartography <laughs> skills for that. You just need the but, numbers, but what the if, house number. What if you did? Um, Counterpoint. Isn't everyone a, a, a cartographer now? No. Like everyone's a photographer now because no. Instagram. Everyone's no. a cartographer Be- no. thanks to Cartograf- Google Maps. Nope. Cartographers <laughs> create maps. They don't just follow them. <laughs> cartographers write maps. Nobody. In fact, okay. there are no more cartographers because all the cartographers are Google things, satellites and trucks. Cars. Hey, we're all a cartographer. We've all got GPS in our pockets making a map not what that we word go means. every single day. <laughs> Uh, um, personal cartography. So uh, I did play a video, a, c- a couple video games this week, but they're the ones I've been playing. Uh, Dark Souls Three fucking rips. Everybody should play Dark Souls Three. Yeah, all my homies love Dark Souls Three. Yeah. Um, uh, and um But uh, but no, for for the the cast this week, I did play a couple of new board games. Not new as in their new releases, but new to me. Um, and they they're. Th- these two share a theme in some in in a specific way that relates back to a beloved video game, which is Tetris. Um, hmm. I don't think that they're necessarily inspired by Tetris, but uh, the first one uh, is a small uh, what's called a roll and write. Have any of you ever played a roll and write? I think so. Is that like a speak and spell? Sort of, <laughs> but it's a tabletop game. This one is very loosely using the term roll and write because you don't actually roll any dice, but could, but the general. Could, couldn't you technically call Yahtzee a roll and write? Yeah, yeah, I don't. Techni- <laughs> technically, <laughs> I mean, you could call like Risk a civilization game at that point, but it's not really. <laughs> it's not really what it is. Uh, yeah, roll and writes. You typically will have like a pad of paper in front of you, um, and uh, you're like rolling dice and trying to use them in different combinations to get certain things. Um, so yes, Yahtzee technically fits the the, the bill, but <laughs> I would say that's probably the like most basic and bad roll and write that <laughs> that exists. Um, and I they're they're popular because they're usually pretty quick and they're pretty simple to understand, so you can get them on the table and and get moving with them. The thing I don't like about roll and writes is when it's a there's like one called Fleet that my friends and I have been playing. I hate it because it's like you roll the dice and you can just get totally screwed by RNG and doesn't really it feels like it doesn't matter if you have a strategy because you you can just get like your strategy can just get messed up and you won't score enough points um but uh there are a few of them that i really like where everyone's kind of working with shared um uh, like shared stuff and one of them uh that i played this week is called cartographers and it's a uh role player game which role player spelled r-o-l-l player it's cheeky uh it's a studio called thunderworks games makes these games the original role player as a game is kind of fun because it's a like it's not a roll and write it's actually very it's like a 90 dollars board game it's a pretty mm. uh thick box with lots of stuff in it but the idea it's is you're C's. like 
you're rolling dice and then using the results in different slots to equip uh, RPG character. So it's all about the like getting the skills and the equipment for your RPG character. It basically like gamifies making a character. And then instead yeah. of playing a game with it, you just score points at the end based on how good your character is. Uh, so it's basically the character creation phase of a D and D campaign, but sort of turned but into more a game. gamified. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very cool. I actually haven't played it, but I want to at some point. So anyway, they made this smaller um, kind of more bite-sized experience. That game is actually kind of long. It takes like an hour or two to play at least. Um, they made a more bite-sized experience called cartographers, which I don't even know why they associate them. Cause it doesn't really have anything to do with role player. They just like having a, like a unified, like aesthetic, I guess. Um, but in this game, uh, part of the reason I brought it up is because I think uh, Tents and Trees fans here might also find something to enjoy with it. Because while it is not the same kind of rule set, essentially what you're doing is there's uh, you're drawing cards off of a deck and you have a sheet of paper in front of you that's like a little map that's almost entirely empty. And when the card is drawn, it's shared between all the players and you get to make a choice on the card of what type of terrain you're putting down, and then it gives you a shape, which is roughly like a tetramino, and then you fill in on your sheet that shape with that terrain type. And then there's going to be four scoring cards called edicts that at the end of different rounds, you're going to score points based on how you've laid out your map. Um, and so it'll be things like, oh, you get a victory point for every forest that's around the edges of the map. Or you get a victory point. You get two victory points for every um, water space that's around a mountain, and one victory point for every plain space that's around a mountain. Um, so, are, do the victory conditions change per round? Like, is it randomized, yes. or is it okay? So it's not yep. something you can. Just everyone memorize shares and... them. No, no, everyone shares okay. them, and everyone has to like, uh, um, like work from the same information, the same set of stuff. Mm. But uh, but but it is it is randomized the ways that they come out and uh, they it changes every round. You basically go through four seasons. And so like the first season you score <laughs> off of cards A and B. The second season you score off of cards B and C and then C and D and then DNA. Sorry. Uh, anytime you say four seasons, I, I just laugh a little bit. <laughs> and then there's also some cards that are like if you get an ambush card, it's interesting because. You actually pass your sheet to the player to the left of you, and then the player to the right of you passes you their sheet, and you get to place monster squares on their sheet to try to like fuck them up. Um, and then you pass the sheets back. So it's a pretty fun, like, kind of light game. There's a few other little huh. wrinkles to the rules, and I really like it because it's, um, it's, I like these games when you are, when you have to like, what you at the end what you end up getting is everybody has totally different mats even though or like 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 uh, maps even though everyone's been working with the same stuff the whole game like you don't ever have a card that's just for you you're all taking making choices off of the same cards uh so it doesn't feel like you get burned by rng either because there is no i mean there is randomness to the game but everyone has to account for the same randomness not everyone getting their own individual um like, like random stuff happening so it's very yeah, cool interesting um it's not a super expensive game either i think it's like 30 bucks maybe 30 or 40 um which is pretty affordable for a board game um and uh, there is a mobile version as well on uh like google play and uh the the ios app store 
I haven't bought it. It's like four bucks. I haven't bought it because the reviews on it are a little shaky. So I want to look at it a little more before I see if, before I think like I would pick it up, but um, it's a cool game. I think anybody who likes like puzzle games would really like it because it has uh, a lot of that aspect of trying to fit things together. Um, because as at first you have this big wide open board and you're like, Oh, I could put this shape anywhere. But very quickly it becomes like, Oh, actually I need like a piece that's too that's too long, a two by one uh, block, and that like never happens. So um, yeah, it, it it gets tough pretty quick. Um, but uh, the larger game that has a shared concept with that game that I played uh, is a game called Tapestry, which is a civilization game, as it says on the box. But that is a an arguable and dubious claim from, from some people would say. Um, and this is like an epic civilization building game uh, that is um, by Jamie Stegmeier of Stonemeyer Games. Uh, Stonemeyer Games publishes games like um, Scythe is their big, oh, uh, that's the one sure. that, uh, and Stegmeier designed Scythe, which is why I was interested in playing Tapestry. Um, yeah. Scythe Sounds is, good. I think, one of the best board games of all time, probably. Yeah, um, it's really good. Which, if you're not familiar, Scythe is the 1920 plus or whatever is the name of the universe. It's the the artist, um, yeah. Morten Monrad Peterson. Oh, no, no, no. That was Simon one of the Stonehenge? Sorry. Uh, is that who? Uh, no, no, no. Jacob Rosalski. That's the name okay. of the artist. That's, that's yeah, the name of Jacob yeah, Rosalski. Yeah, it's cool. It's like the alternate history in 1920s. Yes, and it's like stuff, big yeah. mechs, and people have animal familiars and stuff. Uh, it's very <clears> cool. The really size is a phenomenal game, even if you don't care about the theme at all. Yeah. Um, so Tapestry shares some DNA with Scythe for sure, same designer, and um, some similar concepts of like a hexagonal-based map that you're trying to kind of get to the middle of and compete over. But the big difference is this is a game that is looks more at the idea of like human history. It doesn't have any tie to real life at all. You do play as a civilization, but there are things like the chosen and the mystics and the alchemists. Um, and uh, it's not really like mystical. It's, it's fairly grounded, but it's not, again, it doesn't have any like link to the real world or real history. And you it's very say, interesting. You, you wouldn't say it has a link to the past. No. That's correct. Well, it kind of has a link to the past because, you know, but there's no master swords. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but what I like about it, what's so wild about it is when you look at this game on a table and I won't go through like all of the rules or anything, but when you look at this game on a table, it looks wild. Um, I'm trying to find like a good, like a good image of it that I should have done beforehand. Um, oh, there's some, there's one with cats. Uh, <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess this is like, this has a cat in it and, and, and it, and it's, it looks like it, when you, when you look at an image of it, you go, oh my gosh, that is like, that looks like a lot of stuff that's happening to manage. Never mind, the image file is too loud, large, so forget it. But you, you have like a <laughs> world map and then you have all these tracks around the outside. Then you have a victory point track. Then everybody has a civilization sheet in front of them that gives them an ability. Oh, and then you have an income sheet in front of you where you're like placing cards down and, and watching your resources go up and down. And then you have what's called a capital city sheet, which is again, like a map sheet where you're putting things on it to score points. 
And when you first look at it, it looks like there's so much going on and it's so complicated. And you add to that that there's a bunch of these little plastic, like beautiful painted building miniatures that come in the box. Uh, and like, like uh, Monopoly. Uh, I mean, better than Monopoly, but 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 sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this yeah, this no, image should shine. I'm mostly mostly joking. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but but anyway, like you look at this board and it looks really complicated, and then you look at it and go like, oh my god, this would take like hours to play, which for a group of people who aren't really paying attention uh, and who don't know how to play, as I witnessed my friend in last night, it can take hours to play. But when we played it, uh, just the two of us, it actually took under an hour. And um, it's it's an interesting game because it's not a typical civilization game like, like Risk or Scythe, where you're really focusing on placing units on a map and moving them around there is a, sm a small component of that but more what it is is each round you have like a you start off with an income turn where you look at your sheet real quick it takes like five minutes maybe and you figure out what your resource gain and point gain is going to be based on where you're at and then when it's time for your turn after that you pick one thing to do and it might be okay my one thing is i'm going to place a, a map tile down which is like an explore action so I pay a resource to move on this track. I put a tile down. Done. That's my turn. And it takes like a minute, maybe, including thinking about it. And so what it creates is this really fast, like everyone's going around the table. And you take, you can actually finish the game at different times because you, the game ends after your fifth income turn. And so like last night in the game I played with my friend, I actually finished. I was basically like a full round ahead of him. So I finished and he had like a whole set of advancement turns to play before he did his final income turn. Um, and it makes for an interesting kind of like trying to pay attention to what everybody else is doing, but you're also kind of playing your own game. It's not like there's no interactivity, but it's very much a game of like challenging yourself and challenging yourself with your strategy. Um, and there's so many little like wrinkles in it that can change sort of like scythe from game to game because your civilization changes every game and then your city tile map changes every game, mm -hmm. which is like has different terrain on it that affects how you are going to place buildings down to score. Um, and then it just has this fun tactile element of placing these like landmark wonder miniatures on your, your city tile board, which just serve as basically like the like Tetris pieces that fill in parts of the board, help you score points. Um, and it's a really just, it's a really cool twist on the civilization game concept, which is so mired in like, there's a problem with board games. That's true of video games too, but board games are more expensive and take up more space where there could, there's like 40 different tile based dungeon explorers. And yes, they're different, but they all give you kind of the same feeling. Um, and so it can be frustrating as a board game player to be like, well, this game looks really interesting, but I already have three of these. Do I really need another one? Which one am I going to get rid of to make room for it? And will that be a mistake because I don't like this new game as much kind of thing? And Tapestry is cool because it it is a civilization game in the sense that like, the civilization board game is or scythe is or mm. um 
but it but it also has elements of like the sort of engine building that you get from a game like Seven Wonders, um, which is you know another one of the best board games ever made, or card games, I guess. Um, so I don't know. I like it. I think it's an interesting game to try. They have a table we played on a digital. Um, we used a digital solution to play both of these games because I'm not meeting people in person for board games yet. And this person I played with lives across the country. Um, I think tapestry is available on uh, tabletopia. If you ever want to try it, although tabletopia is a platform that does require you to read the rules and learn to play yourself. It doesn't automate everything. Um, But, uh, but I highly recommend them if you're recommend it. I will say definitely tapestry is like, I think anyone could enjoy it. But you're, it will take more time depending on what kind of experience you have with board games because it is, it does look very overwhelming and seems very complex. It's not so bad if you have played games and you kind of sit down and go read the rules and go, like the rule book is four pages for this game. It's not long, but in practice, because there's so much information on the board, it can look very intimidating. So, uh, don't let that scare you away, but also understand it might take you a little bit to to understand it. But it's it's cool. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it seems really inspired by like Civ Six specifically in some ways, which is really cool. Just yeah, kind of the, look, looking at the board layout and just some of the activities that you're doing and things of that nature. Yeah, the combat in this game is interesting because there is very little of it, and mm. when it does happen, it is I put. You there you have a you have a piece on this hex. I put down my piece on the hex and knock your piece over. Done. There is no like there is no like no, no. It's just whoever got there first, the second person can take you out. And then there are mechanics to get you to to like fight back or whatever. Um but uh but but it makes for like interesting strategic choices with how you place your your military stuff and it means that if you want to play the game where you don't engage like i didn't engage with the military stuff at all last night i didn't win but my friend has played the game several times and i haven't so i didn't expect to win um but but you definitely don't feel like you have to engage with any specific aspect of it if you want to push on other parts pieces of the puzzle and it feels like one of those games that's very much about it's less about beating the people you're playing with and more about understanding the game and like the, the, the whole puzzle more to try to get a better score. Um, which is fun to me. I think that's more fun than like games like this where you're like, no, fuck you. And then you ruin someone's whole turn and then they're kind of upset. And then if you're like a person with the heart, you, it's not as fun because you feel kind of bad that you ruin their turn. <laughs> uh, sure. I like that in this game, it's much more like, Oh, you took out my thing. I guess that means I get one less point at the end, um, and I should focus on this instead. Uh, it's kind of cool. Nice. That's. I wish I could play more board games. I say this every time. Uh, and it's time and English board games in Japan and people. Yeah, and I th- get in, I think get, in, get into tabletop scene later. It's so yeah. Cool. And yeah. <laughs> then it's just, then it's just a time factor of like you know time um, zone factor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah. I've I would say you know like my group, um, it, it really is the time spent on learning how to play is much more like you can kind of squeeze that in whenever because it's just reading yeah. the rules and comprehending them. 
the game, this game in particular, like I said, our game, two player game took an hour. Yeah. Um, it was pretty good. Like it, it well, moved real fast. Uh, on, on that note, Pat, if someone doesn't want to read rules, are there any like YouTubers you would recommend for like people who teach game rules in like a, in a concise video? Cause I think that can also be really helpful. It's definitely, what's the name of the guy? I don't personally, nothing against. Yeah. No, sorry to put you on the spot. No, 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 it's fine. Um, (laughs) uh, there's a guy who does, um, he actually is like contracted by most, I would say game developers now to do rules videos. Cool. Um, and they usually put them in the rule book. Um, but I personally don't particularly like his style. Um, but it's nothing against him. I can't find him now. Um, the, uh, the, the, the thing that uh, it's hard for me to relate to that question. Um, oh wait, I found it. It's watch it played is the YouTube channel. If you go to watch it played, there's the, he does tons of rules explanations. Um, I have a really hard time having games explained to me by someone. I have to read the rules, uh, but that's a me thing. Um, it's a problem when I play with this group because my friend will pull out a new game from nowhere on tabletop simulator. Um, and he'll be like, okay, it's a five minute teach. And I'm just like, dude, I can't listen to you talk for five minutes and comprehend how to play the game. I have to read, they have to sit and read the rules, <laughs> which maybe and, I'll be able to do in five and, minutes, but and, pl- and play around, frankly, like for me, like I can read the rules, but until I physically do the action, I, I don't Same. actually comprehend it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it depends on the game for me, like cartographers, you explain it and, or like I read the rules and it's like, okay, I have a full picture of what this game is. Tapestry though is absolutely that. And I think that's mm. the hump for a game like this is you read the rules and go, okay, I don't, I read the rules and I understand that I understand it. I understood them, but now what exactly do I do? But as long as you engage with it and like actually like go through the motions of doing the turn, the thing you find is that the reason the rule book is four pages is because most of what actually happens is laid out on the board with a lot of different symbols, and you just kind of have right. to learn the language of the board to understand it. Um, but it can it can be tough. I think definitely like finding finding a groove though is tough with Tabletop Simulator and Tabletopia. You kind of have to find people that are going to be available. Yeah, at a consistent time, and I know we run into it sometimes because, like, we have a time zone difference. It's about three hours between my my group um, and I, and it's mainly one friend who brings some people brings people to it sometimes. Um, and sometimes he'll be at like at like I don't know noon my time. He'll be like, "Do you want to play board games tonight?" And I'm like, "I don't, I have already got stuff I plan to do, and it just doesn't work." Um, yeah. But but when we can set up time like this for last night's game, we made plans the day before to play board games at a certain time, um, and and it's good. And I you know I would say if this is sort of a specific thing for you, Andre, but like we're always looking for more people. So even if you have a weird time zone constraint and think like, hey, I don't know, four p.m. our time on a Thursday <laughs> or my time, just let, just let me know. We could maybe be able to make it happen. Mm. Uh, maybe I'm, I've got. Well, two and a half weeks before a month spring break for a month. Spirit Island is the consistent one. We still play Spirit Island. Yeah, at least good game. At least every other week, if not multiple times a week. So I have to play that sometime. But that's, All right. that's board games. I didn't cancel my pledge, my stupid cons- video game console <laughs> price pledge 
<laughs> it was a fucking Monster Hunter inspired board game. Oh, right. Well, I can tell everyone about that in, I don't know, two years or whenever yeah. that thing ships. Uh, well, I look forward to that. Maybe I'll, that'll be a game I'll be able to play someday. I don't know. But <laughs> it sounds fun, and I'd like to move back to the States someday, maybe. We'll That's see. a game that is designed the to risk. be played in like a campaign over 14 sessions. Yeah. And each session is like two hours long. <laughs> I, I I'd love I'd love to be able to like play games like that. Like I started a pandemic legacy game, mm. uh, but then we didn't finish before I moved here. Like it, it fell apart, well, which was a shame. One thing but... and then I'll and then I'll, I'll we can move on because I haven't played it yet, but um keep an eye out see if you can get a copy of Under Falling Skies. Um that game sold out immediately, but it's like a Space Invaders kind of XCOM thing where you're like defending a city against an alien attack, uh, but it's a solo game and mm-hmm. um, it has a le- like a legacy style campaign, um, mm. and it's in but but as like a solitaire game, uh, which is suppose it looks very cool. Uh, they <laughs> they I was gonna get a copy, but it sold out immediately because um, it's based on a print and play game, and then. Uh, the full game came out and Shut Up and Sit Down, which is a phenomenal YouTube, board game YouTube, did a really glowing review of it and then it blew it up in the way that like everybody wanted it after they reviewed it and so they sold out immediately. <laughs> but uh, there's a reprint that is should be hitting this month. So uh, Let's see. Let's see. All buying options. I could get it for like ninety dollars nope don't do that wait until the <laughs> reprint is in the wild and it will be the regular price which is like thirty dollars <laughs> uh well it might be because it's an import or i don't know uh because it's check, check goods games japan games, so, uh, i don't know it's check don't know goods they... japan on amazon it's 90 bucks and it would not get here <sighs> till march so yeah i would yeah, but wait that is the cheap version the next cheapest is 180 185 <laughs> So don't worry. T- I would, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that game will be more readily available. And I bet you it'll be even with import costs that we won't mm-hmm. pay quite that much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, speaking of paying a lot for a game, PS five huh. games. $70. Uh, okay. Yeah. See where you're going with this. Uh, hey, welcome to Canada. Our games have been seventy dollars for like well, are, five aren't years. They, aren't they like eighty oh, now or something? They're eighty now. They, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Canadian dollars are like monopoly yeah, money. Like a, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I well, I didn't want to be rude, but Allison. <laughs> <laughs> Allison will do it for you. <laughs> they're, they're literally called loonies and toonies. Like, yeah, like that's not on. that's fake money. Like, come on. You have Bugs Bunny wait, on there wait, eating a so, carrot. Yep. Quick, quick, hard truce moment. All money is fake. I, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We invest live in a society. In, invest in okay, Dogecoin. okay. But all money being fake is not as cringe as, as <laughs> it's not a that's not a jokerified thing. It's just the truth. Yeah. Like I told, I told uh, in the chat like there is a joke on uh, on Twitter that was like crazy straws or to me just straws and I was like oh my god yes I'm like okay I'm like 99.9% sure this is not in the real trailer however I have to watch the trailer just to be sure because I I don't even know anymore but it was just but it was just using the screen caps from when he says we live in a society the the Snyder cut seems (laughs) like a joke 
The whole like, thing is hilarious. Like, oh, oh God. It's hilarious like if it's not, like, terrifying for pre- setting precedents of yeah. people whining and getting stuff <laughs> made, but... Uh, Warner Brothers does not know what they have done. <laughs> Apparently, the ad for it on HBO Max says, you asked, he delivered. Which is yeah. just oh. like, way to empower toxic fandom. Yeah. <laughs> Good marketing. Oh. The next time they, anyone wants something, have, just send death threats and, and, they and have, be horrible. They have no idea what they've no. done. Yeah, like this. Well, the, <laughs> the person who wrote that copy doesn't have any clue what the actual, like, they were told, like, oh, yeah, the Snyder Cut, it's happening because some fans wanted it. They don't actually know anything about thing. Although, yeah, like, but it's like, I, I don't know. When the director you're going after is Joss Whedon, like, well, see, that's the thing. I'm not it's saying like, anyone deserves death threats or should get, like, harassed on the internet, but whatever. Like, I don't like the precedent, but, like, also, like, as somebody that is, has been in the past a huge Joss Whedon fan, yes. fuck Joss Whedon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know? like, whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, Open yeah. the gate and let the dogs go and kind of for whatever happens. I hope you're good yeah. at dealing with dogs. Yeah, it's like on the one hand, it certainly like, seem to be Ooh, one. We shouldn't set this precedent, but it's like uh, being mean to Joss Whedon's kind of good for me right now. <laughs> the sweating button guy meme. Yeah, exactly. who else is good at dealing with dogs? <laughs> me, you, in please give me your demon tips. souls oh, oh. because the dogs PlayStation me up. Five. I, I saw I saw another tweet that was about the Cruella trailer, and I was like, it's God so damn sad. it! <laughs> I'm so fucking sad though because that they they said that they they're like if the trailer does not have a slowed down version of a children's choir singing "Who Let the Dogs Out." then there's no <laughs> point. And I'm like, yes, the fact that doesn't exist makes me so mad. Okay. Just wait, for the, that, just wait for does, the, wait for the Snyder cut of the Cruella movie. D- does lost that control of my life? Does the choir singing who let the dogs out in like a chaotic church version? Does that exist in demon souls for the PlayStation five? Does anybody <laughs> know? Has anyone been playing I, that? Okay. Well, do I, I need to, do I need to buy this game? It's, it's yes, but that's, that's besides the point. <laughs> I want to I want to buy it. <laughs> I want to get back to your original segue, Andre, because Dark Souls Three has Bloodborne dogs in it, and they they're like they're fucking horrible to deal with because they're so fast. The problem is you're using like a big like a two handed or like no. a, a large sword. Oh, you're not. I well, know. I have okay. I'm using two different swords. Okay. I'm using the Isolith or not Isolith the Etharian or whatever straight sword, which is like a frost sword, but it's a one hander. Okay. Okay. And it's little and it's not as big. And that's what mm-hmm. I used to deal with the fast enemies, and they still just fuck me up. Okay. So I'm and I haven't played enough Demon Souls to remember like recently to remember if the dogs are as infuriating in that they're, game. Uh, I mean you just gotta get good, but they're Okay. Oh, All right. oh. let's back up. <laughs> I don't ever have to endure that kind of ridicule again because I one shotted Black Dragon Calamine and Demon in Dark Souls One. So I've already I've I'm good. We know this. There's no uh, doubt. It's, uh, hey, the dogs say otherwise. I guess I don't know. It's uh, not that they can't deal with them; they're just irritating. Me think the player doth protest too much. I'm not dignifying that with a response. <laughs> uh, Demon Souls uh, for so Pat playing Dark Souls also like Dark Souls Three reminded me how much I love Dark Souls Three and how good that fucking game is. And so I also installed that and like playing these two games is very weird because like on many levels, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, 
this new it's hard to tell what was like from like if this was exactly how it was in the original because it's very faithful but there are like little minor tweaks where i'm like oh wow this is very helpful and nice to have which Mm. that aren't present in dark souls 3 like uh this is like getting really into like specific technical things where i'm like oh I, i love this here instead of actually talking about the game but like it'll accept like basically i guess buffering like inputs on certain things like mm-hmm. on changing my weapons cuz uh if you can't like in dark souls 3 right. if you if you can't do the action it just won't let you do it until you can actually do the action whereas in demon souls i can like if i'm drinking my like or eating my my crescent moon grass or whatever i can also hit like right on the d-pad and change my weapon which i can't do in dark souls 3 so like there's a lot of stuff like that which is very nice to have mm. um which like- makes the game feel a little bit a little bit more modern uh which is definitely appreciative or appreciated because there are a lot of things that are missing like the dropping strike is not there and there are a lot of times where i'm like i just want to drop on this guy and hit him with my sword so but question me I'm, yeah. This is in response to what you're saying, but I'm asking it to Pat because I think you have the context for it. Does that seem kind of similar to like shift queuing in Dota? Um, yeah. I don't know that it has the same. Like, I'm not arguing that it's uh, that it's not a quality of life thing that like maybe feels good. I don't know how if it's that like impactful to being able to like do stuff i guess right um, it's just it's just nice execution. to have it's okay yeah 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 okay. um okay. yeah because yeah because shift can change like being able to master that can make you 10 times a better player right yeah yeah whereas this okay. is sort of a helpful thing where you know if you plan to, souls games are all about like in a way they're like a weird they're almost like a chess match with the thing that's in front of you because you have to plan like I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and this. And if you are on it with your input timing, you could definitely switch weapons as soon as the Estus flask animation is done and effectively yeah. have the same kind of thing. But I mean, it being you being able to kind of cue those inputs in demon souls makes it a little more like a little, I guess less um, consuming and it's in its like demand for your focus mm-hmm. and, and precision, which, um, you know, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. And also it's such a, like you're saying, Andre, it's such a, a specific detail that it's like yeah. hard to drill into. Like I had one with dark souls where in dark souls one and two, and you take a sip of the Astus flask, which heals you, you're locked. You can't move at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and in dark souls two, if you use the, uh, the non recoverable, like the consumable healing stuff, isn't the Astus flask you can move a little like slowly while you're using it Mm -hmm. and so you can kind of like hit the square button and it sort of softly slows you down so you can be running away from something hit square and then continue to sort of sidestep a bit yeah and in dark souls 3 that's how the Astus flask works when you sip the Astus flask you can still kind of move a little bit as you Mm -hmm. do it so bloodborne's the same way it's so we're talking about such hyper specific things but it actually, when you've been playing these games, like I've been playing, I played 80 hours of Dark Souls before I started Dark Souls 3. 
where you could not move when you use the Estus mm-hmm. flask. So when I hit the square totally. button and I could still move a bit, a little bit, I was like, Oh, this is, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also interesting. And then we can go back, to, we can go back to this and this ties in ties back around to the demon souls thing. I don't think that because you can use the Estus flask and move a little bit in dark souls three, that makes the Estus flask mechanic in dark souls three better than in dark souls one, because to me, all of this stuff feels pretty deliberate. Yeah, and it, the games are so tuned that mm-hmm. it it's like even without realizing it, there are the the those subtle differences are accounted for in balance and in the way yes. that enemies work and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just a it's just differences from game to game, which I think is the strength of what From Software does. Is none of their games you you wouldn't like? I would never say to someone like, "Don't play Dark Souls one and two. Just play three because it's the mm-hmm. best one." It may end up being no, my yeah. favorite, but there's still so much value in seeing their whole catalog. Um, yeah, which is why Demon Souls is worth remaking and and playing still. Yeah, it's there. You can definitely see, like, obviously, like going back to like Kingsfield and stuff that the, the lineage has been there, but seeing so much of the influence or like seeing where so much of Dark Souls came from again because I, I beat Demon Souls on the PS3, but. I'm having a hell of a time right now with the the final boss uh, or basic. It's like the second to last boss, but it's basically the final boss and he's just kicking my fucking ass. And (laughs) there, like, it's, I'm like, I'm reminded of how many bizarre and like really unfriendly design choices they made like, cause the souls games are always, are fair. Uh, they're they're hard, they're challenging, but they're fair, uh, and they they don't really lock you out of too much unless you like maybe you kill something or like if you make like a certain choice you'll get locked out of something. <laughs> or if you kill a vendor, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, um, which you can do. Demons, yeah, yes, yes, you can. Uh, and like you know, good for them for letting that happen. Uh, but for demon souls, you can. Basically, they punish you for being in, like, your resurrected human form because one of the main mechanics of Demon Souls uh, and the other Dark Souls games is, like, holification, basically. Uh, they call it different things, but in Demon Souls, that manifests as you having half health. You can get a ring that lets you boost that up to, like, 75%, uh, but if you want full health, you have to become human. That opens you up to things like being invaded. Uh, but you have your full health, and so there's a trade-off there. You can summon people if you're human. But there's this mechanic called world tendency in Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. And world tendency impacts things like strength of enemies, how many enemies, how much damage you do, how much damage you take. Uh if like certain events, if you get your world tendency high enough, certain events will happen or uh, you know, certain pathways will open to like different areas. And this is all impacted by dying in human form, killing bosses or killing like phantoms that invade, uh, which can be players or NPC phantoms. Uh, and so they they disincentivize you from being human, which is the thing that gives you health and the thing that like allows you to summon people into your world. 
So no one wants to like do the multiplayer really in Demon Souls because it's a bad scene and like if you get if you die then it like can fuck up your world and then you're like oh I can't get this really good item because my world tendency is dropped and I have limited opportunities to uh, raise it until like New Game Plus which uh, is a bummer. Uh, if you so what it drives people to do is they kill a boss and that makes you human now everyone just goes back to the nexus and then kills themselves recovers their souls so that way they don't have to deal with like decreasing their world tendency if they die it's just a really strange thing uh that i was reminded of playing this i think it is weird in that game and maybe like not the the cleanest implementation of those ideas but i think that part of this is you know, having played a lot of Dark Souls, and I'm not talking, I'm not speaking to accessibility. I'm not going to yeah. pretend like I'm qualified to talk about the accessibility of those games. But purely from a difficulty perspective, there's this kind of the problem with Souls games and From Sauce catalog is that the community sucks. <laughs> the community is like ultra toxic. Oh, the, the, yeah, the the get good. You yes, know. and I shouldn't say the community at, at large. There's also a huge community of people who care deeply about like sharing yeah. the experience and who are wonderful. So there's th- the you did you didn't only cheat the game, you cheated yourself. But you that, didn't learn that slice the vocal <laughs> part of the community. Right, it, it's a, so it might shitty. be a minority, but it's very, 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 yeah. very vocal. Yeah. And 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 the problem is, it's led to this interpretation of Souls games as like. Oh, they're the most brutal games ever made. They're so hard, and they hate you and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you actually prepare play them, to die edition, yeah. Yep. And the marketing doesn't help with stuff prepare like that, right? Prepare. Um, but the thing <laughs> is, when you actually play them, there's so there are so many difficulty sliders in these games. They just don't put them in the settings menu. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's things like like your choice of weapon and build and stuff directly impacts the difficulty of the game. And so, in a game like Demon Souls, sort of what you're saying. If you want a like more brutal experience, you could focus on trying to stay in human form and actually like using. I can't remember if you use embers in that game to get. No, it's uh, the stone of ephemeral eyes. Right. Um, So you could be trying to keep yourself in human form, or you could put that ring on and like not worry about it. And Mm. yeah, and there's there's a limited number of those items. Like you can't farm them; they're just like scattered around um, the world. So. but is that is that conveyed in any way within the game's information, or would you have to look to external resources to know that? Like, uh, know what? Like to know that the advantages they would grant you that would be like make the game oh no no unquote, people people ha- people had to find that out. Okay. But but so, you you find out that was that rotation that, that, that but it, it was a sure. it was a yeah like I mean there is like a menu in the game that says like world tendency and it it shows oh, okay. like it has like a a thing that changes over time and you can like really tell when it's pure white or pure black and then like if you notice something and the world changes and people in like in the souls games you can leave messages on the ground and there are messages mm-hmm. about white soul tendency or black soul tendency and sometimes they lie and like so you're like oh well i'm gonna get black soul tendency and nothing happened god damn it uh but you can also look that stuff up online now so um sure one of the funniest things in a souls game is to see where you walk up to a message that says liar ahead and then you go forward another 10 steps and it's like the edge of a cliff and it's someone saying like ring here (laughs) and (laughs) implying you need to jump off to get something uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I think, I guess what I'm, my point that I'm trying to make is certainly from an accessibility perspective, I don't, I can't say that like, 
I don't think it, that they're necessarily games that anyone can play. Unfortunately, the number of games that are like that are so like such a small handful and it sucks. Right. But I would say if you've been turned off by like the negative nature of the community um, and you're, but you have an interest in this series, give it a try anyway. Um, something I kept that, that I kept going back to when I was playing through, when I've been playing through these games is there was a, there, there were a couple of boss fights in kingdom hearts two that I found harder than anything I've done in dark Souls so far. <laughs> um, and so like really it's, it's but if I were playing a different kind of character, like if I were playing mm-hmm. a dex based character that can't block, then it would probably make it a lot harder for a first yeah, run through those it, games. It, so it, yeah, um, if you, you if you have an interest, check out a guide. Try playing a character that's you know easy to play um, and give it a shot because I think they're they're worth your time. And if you like action RPGs, I don't know that I think there are any that are better. Uh, so. Yeah. Are are you playing on PC? And if so, are you using like the DS Fix stuff? I'm playing it on PS5. I have the Dark oh, okay. Souls Remastered collection they did for PS4, yeah. which gotcha. those games, I think all of them run at 60 frames a second yep, on PS5. They do on um, PS5. Which not means on, not all of them run at 60 on PS4. Xbox. Oh, no, on Xbox. Well, oh, at yeah. PS4, but on the Xbox series. But they did do that FPS boost, so maybe that yeah, I don't know. Fix that. I, I know, know that on PS5 they run, and the DualSense is a phenomenal controller to play those games with. So yeah, I I I, I can't imagine playing them anywhere else at this point. But yeah, I, will I, s- I feel like I keep trying to want to like Dark Souls, but I haven't really like. I've tried playing a bunch of them, but never really like stuck with it but maybe i'm like every i i still want to get demon souls because every single time i see one i'm like maybe this is the one so yeah i, I think i would tough- say go like go with like a dark souls because like i was saying they're like while there are like quality of life improvements it feels like that were added to demon souls i think overall it is a harder experience because it's got some like really weird choices that i think they shied away from in later games because they were a little too punishing and like anti-fun um like the punishing you for wanting to engage with the multiplayer like making it so like making you know opening yourself up to danger through like invasion is something that they kept which i think that makes sense but saying oh if you die then like that's extra bad so then you don't want to like you're taking extra risk, and so because you don't want to do that, it just becomes like I don't know. know I, I agree with you, but great. I also think PvP is a thing in those games. You either engage with or you oh, don't. Oh yeah, um, yeah. No, so no. But I'm not. I'm not talking like yeah. No, that's that's fine. Like I'm saying the PvP stuff. That's fine. It's the world tendency stuff, and like, I know. Yeah, being punished but, for dying, yeah. whether that's through being killed by a boss or falling off a cliff or yeah, you sure. just get you know you mess up um, and get mobbed by what, four dudes it, what i would recommend and i know you had a question there's the thought too alex but what i would recommend to anybody who has a ps5 i assume you have ps plus but um try bloodborne it's in that ps5 collection yeah. that's True. a lot of people say that's the best one um and if you like that game a it's lot, the one then, I've played the most of. So, but I just, yeah. I feel like I need to just like kind of power through it. Yeah. And, I think if you yeah. come away from a 10 hours of that game and go, well, I fucking hate this. You're probably not going to yeah. like no, it. I liked it. It was just like, I feel like yeah. I just kind of fell off because of the difficulty, but it's like, and, and, and also, if you feel like it's too hard, just use a guide. Really? Yeah. Like guides will help you. Guides will help you find the weapon that in is always in those games. That's really good early on. 
and we'll and we'll help you understand the stat system better so you know like oh if i build a lot of strength and vitality the game becomes a lot less punishing watch a speed Um, run etc and then yeah (laughs) because really i don't think you need lightning fast fighting game style input speed to be able to play these games they're they're but really i don't i don't think that's true i think it just takes patience and and perseverance yeah Uh, also the thing that's fucked up is so i have black world tendency now on the final boss and (laughs) i get one shot by like the enemies on the way (laughs) to the final boss so like uh yeah it's great good stuff good stuff um and there's no way for me to like undo it and well there there's one way um and it's a pain in the ass uh so that'll be yeah we'll see that sounds lovely but yeah the one thing i was gonna say is uh like for for you allison i don't know if this would be true and i don't know if it's general advice that anyone should take but like maybe playing stuff you know uh, well we're 10 plus years into the soul series existing there's lots of stuff that's inspired by souls that could be an, a good entryway to kind of like finding your way to see if you like the feel and stuff without having to dedicate to a full souls game. Like even God of war, you got like uh, fallen order to an extent hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. Like you could jump into any of those. And if you, there are things from those you like, maybe that can be a path into the Souls series too. And it's like, I do like hollow Knight, even though I'm very bad at it. And uh, yeah, so it's just something I need to, it's just one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I, I I definitely believe how good they are, but at the same that time, was, I feel like I need to put the time into it. That was absolutely how I was, like literally up until a month ago. When <laughs> like, I'm gonna do a podcast about Dark Souls lore, and I want to see it myself before I get spoiled on stuff. So yeah. I need to play them, and I need mm-hmm. to play them now and finish get through them. Yeah, it, yeah. So and I get where you're coming from. Yeah, it's just one of those where I'm like. I, I appreciate a lot of the things that Dark Souls does, especially stuff like Bloodborne, like especially with the aesthetic of Bloodborne. And I appreciate a lot of the, um, like, I mean, I appreciate the difficulty and I appreciate the focus on being careful and thoughtful. Um, and also, you, you know, uh, the lore and everything. It's just, I, I just feel like I probably need to just sometime at some point sit down and be like all right i'm gonna push through this even if it's really hard watch hawkshaw's dark souls timeline it's only an hour and a half long like i did and then you'll be prepared lore wise to see what's happening in dark souls cool that's that's baby shit compared to the destiny 2 video i watched that was four hours oh i watched that i've watched i've watched multiple things about about but, Kingdom Hearts lore that has not stuck with me at so, all. So, well, I can <laughs> the, tell, we can go on Kingdom Hearts. The coda on on the Souls chat is prepare thyselves. I think Kingdom Hearts has a lot in common with Dark Souls <laughs> on multiple oh, no. levels. Lore, some of there's some lore similarities. There are some aspects of the gameplay that have like Dark Souls is better than Kingdom Hearts. Let's just put that those mm, cards down. But yeah, uh, not Dark Souls, not, not Kingdom Hearts two. But yeah, okay. The rest, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I would say that <laughs> Kingdom Hearts two is better than any of the Dark Souls Kingdom, games. But Kingdom Hearts two and Dark Souls three, pretty. Good. As someone who loves Kingdom Hearts and loves Dark Souls, I think that if you were to play Kingdom Hearts and thought, I really love the weird obtuse ways in which these games tell their stories and how <laughs> nothing really makes perfect sense, but there is an internal logic here that is in motion. Definitely. Like there's some, God, I love you like that I, sort of stuff. I, Pat, I, I can, I, I feel like you're giving Kingdom Hearts too much credit 
and it's in the like oh. it uh like I, I i'm not taking anything away from kingdom hearts story i think their storytelling is not so uh like so i watched that lore video uh you were talking about and the way everything is like constructed and like placed or no it wasn't that it was another video that branched off from that video yeah i'm watching those too like uh, about hovel and ash lake and they just like we found this ring near ash souls is better uh, than at it than kingdom hearts i'm not like i i just i don't i don't think there's uh, incomparable anyway i i think i just think if you play kingdom hearts as a kid and you love it you're probably gonna really like dark souls when you when you grow up for all the kids out there listening <laughs> play kingdom hearts because you're a kid and then play dark souls when you turn 17 because it's a mature rated game and you're not allowed to play it before you're 17 <laughs> so this week anyways left me on red <laughs> there <laughs> damn in the news <laughs> no it was just it was so well said i didn't want to ruin it <laughs> Uh, this week, in the news, there's a lot. We went, we went long on games and long on whatever it was we talked about at the beginning. Uh, uh, b- uh, bullshit. Um, <laughs> what did oh, we talk about at the Star beginning? Star Wars. Movies, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, laser discs. Yeah, laser discs. Laser That's what disc. it was. <laughs> Sorry That's I got us on the, co- the thing of laser discs. And now I'm legitimately like, should I get a 4K TV because of it? So. And you get 4K TV and Lord of the Rings on 4K. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, yeah, last thing about radio. last thing about Demon Souls, uh, I picked up a soundbar to go with my PS5, and like, I was like, oh yeah, game music. Uh, like, oh it's yeah, just like right, Mu- ge- Dark Demon Souls Three's music, Dark Souls, yeah, fucking yeah. incredible. Holy yeah. shit, it's good. That, that was the oh thing my I was god. Like, oh right, oh, you playing, boot Dark like, Souls. You boot Dark Souls and you just want to start pounding your fist on the table and be like, I'm ready to fucking go just from the menu. Because <laughs> the menu music just goes so hard. Yep. Oh, uh, good. Yep. yep, good. yep. Anyway, that, okay. That's no, it didn't go so hard, Pat. <laughs> you and I feel this way. Okay. Yeah. I don't want, to, I don't want this to be the pick on the thing Allison likes. It's like 20 minutes. I mean, okay. I will say that there are very specific things that I connected with in, we're talking about the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um, and, and I understand that other people might not connect with it. Like, on Twitter, I posted that um, my relationship with Nintendo is the gift from Parks and Rec, which is money, please. Which, yeah. like, honestly, like, that's not necessarily a good thing. Like, I did not mean that as, like, a... No, like, I, got, I got what you were saying. Yeah. As a, like, but it's just more of, like, Nintendo, I'll always be giving you the money. It's fine. Like, you know. But I think that there was... I feel like... I feel like Nintendo Direct Directs are always really hard to, like, please everybody with, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like there was some good stuff in there. Uh, there was so, at least something I came away excited about. Let's there were multiple way. things I came away excited uh, about, and uh, so I, I think that it was ben solid. Game. Yeah. I'm excited Which for one? Mario Golf. I I I am the Skyward Sword defender here. And, I never played it, uh, so ben I Esposito's will probably classic, buy it. Skyward Sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Ben Esposito, um, is the game that they're talking about is Neon White, which the is like first cool. person, it and it's a card game, 
and it looks what weird but i saw I, I didn't see that it was ben esposito but i saw uh, i saw um annapurna was uh publishing it and i was like you know i i, I trust you annapurna and i'm at I'm that point with annapurna on the pc yeah <laughs> for sure exactly. same here That's, you know yeah probably or i don't know we'll i'll see where i play or the but ps5 That's the one that, those so, are the two places that, uh, it, the other one that got announced i think it's only confirmed for pc and switch okay. right now to, to, uh, talk, to talk meta here to talk about the direct and why I felt pretty negative, I guess I would say neutral, neutral leaning negative about it was as someone who has something more than a switch. Most of those games that were shown are games I'm going to play somewhere else. Yep, but that's fair. It, but it's with the the awareness that if someone only had a switch and had no interest in PC or other consoles, then this thing is fucking awesome for them. Well, and I definitely get that. I am not the target audience for this. So it is certainly not me saying like, you should just like PC gaming and get off of your switch. I mean, like that's, that's a really not a good, that's a toxic mindset. So not a good way to think. And I know that's not what you're saying, Alex. I didn't mean to like apply that, but, but I think um, the thing that I come away from these scratching my head, and this is why I like, I (laughs) pushed the long conversation we had about it, like whatever it was last night, I guess. But, um, I look at this stuff and it feels like there's like a, a like kind of, and, and this is this, you posting that meme, Allison is a great example of like, I, I, your relationship with Nintendo, with, with Nintendo to me seems very honest, but sometimes I see Some people, people are that very much there's like just no criticality whatsoever. I there's feel just, like it's similar to pe- how people approach like Disney. Yes. Right? Yes. Where it's absolutely. Like, where I, I feel like you or people or were, for sure, right? But I feel, but I feel like with like Hearts. Nintendo and Disney, it's like very specifically like like they buy into the brand identity of the brands. Where yes. like where it's like mm-hmm. Nintendo and Disney have very specific identities that they want to sell to you, and they are very much like, hey, we are this family friendly fun company. When it's like you know, I personally assume. Nintendo is a more ethical company than Disney. I say as somebody that has put a lot of money into Disney. <laughs> Every time stuff. like office culture at Nintendo leaks out, it sounds bad. They're just very good uh, yeah. at not letting that happen. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, also, yeah, but it's like, but I mean, also it's like probably less toxic to the overall culture than Disney is. And again, I say as somebody that was watching uh, one division last night and going like, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I'm technically a huge uh, Disney fan. Cause I love Marvel it, and star Wars. Exactly. I, I, I'm like, I might, ag- I might agree for the games they make, but not for the stuff that Nintendo does, such as shutting right. down smash tournaments and like generally cheat, treating yeah. these like, I mean, just like but, on I mean, a, but I feel like on know, a macro Disney level kind of Disney shit, yeah. is like yeah. feel like especially with like copyright law yeah. Disney is like fucking yeah. up the industry oh, yeah. in a way that like Absolutely. like on a like lasting super level like I feel like you know smash tournaments can come back certain things like that but and, Disney is like you know you can't put the toothpaste to the back in the bottle of like well, what they're doing with copyright law, and to example. your point like di- nintendo shutting down like emulation sites hurts hurts video game preservation for nintendo games but like as much as they are influential and big in the industry they don't really have like sony also ha- has a big say in the video game industry and and like like there's a lot of different 
players there still, whereas Disney is quietly, not even really quietly, building a monopoly over the entertainment industry as it pertains yeah. to right. virtually yeah. every other form of entertainment. Right, and I don't want to be like, <laughs> so. which is the least bad? Because it's like, you know, you can, you should yeah, crit- yeah. you should critique all the media companies and like the concept of like standing a company is like wild to me because yes. it probably shouldn't. But at the same time, like... I, I, I don't know. I feel like coming out of these directs, I'm like, wow, there are a lot of cool games that I'm interested in playing. So. And I think sometimes I, I, I feel mm-hmm. like I interrogate you about it just because you're a friend of mine who I also know is has at least some form of perspective on it. And right. I hate to like dampen yeah. people's positivity and things that they feel good about and like, but it's like when sometimes when I see people, it's like Nintendo could probably say, we're going to come to your house and punch you in the face for $50. And they'd be like, oh my God, listen, it was the best direct ever. And it's listen, just like, come would on. Would they give me like a commemorative, like, you know, trophy or something like a commemorative thing? Cause <laughs> I would probably sign up for it and be like, but at fuck, least, fuck at you least, Nintendo. At least you would be like, man, this sucks. I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't Whereas- believe I'm doing this, but like, <laughs> should I get an extra paper Mario game out of it? It's still like, like, fuck, punch me in the face. It's just like, I just don't, I don't, it's such yeah, a wild no, and thing. And I think, yeah, and I think the thing, reason that I kind of push back on it a little bit is because I feel like sometimes I get the vibe um, that people are more like, like fuck you Nintendo and then like but still cool with uh like other industry things oh that yeah mean, like exact no. same like I like I mean I know that you aren't necessarily doing this but like you know like oh there's another Splatoon but then like you know every single year there's a new Call of Duty and it's like you know there's I mean there's definitely like layers to that but at the same time like I, there are times where I feel like people are like oh they're just iterating on the old game or oh they're doing this th- way and I'm like that's like industry practice though. Yeah, it is. I think with Nintendo, the frustration for one, like what we were talking about before is I, I would love it if they would stop putting out call of duties every year. Right. And, and that's not why I think it's not a year to necessarily you, but um, I feel like there, I, I feel like but, just like overall people are like, Oh, there's a new Splatoon. They're like, they're tra- turning out money where I'm like, dude, all the industry is like, turning out Spl- money. Splatoon has been like, Splatoon two has been like not updated for like a few years. It's very popular, like incredibly yeah. popular, at least in Japan. I don't know what it's like it's in the states, but pretty dang popular. I've played yeah, quite a bit. I've played no, a but lot. I, of mean Splatoon, like, but I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, but like overarching art books and oh, merchandise. Yeah. I don't see much yeah. of that, but I also like, don't interact with kids, so I don't like. Yeah, yeah. Not that it's a game just for kids; it's a great game. Yeah, um, yeah but, it, but it is. But, it is very popular in my school. Two years ago, I went to the. Uh, Minnesota State Fair and Nintendo had a giant thing there and I played Splatoon with a bunch of children. That's so. funny. That's good. <laughs> so I think the thing like with Splatoon specifically it's kind of like a microcosmic example of a larger issue which is like the it's certainly iteration it happens all the time. I think like Splatoon 2 was very similar to Splatoon 1 in a lot of its content and I it's not that I don't think that Splatoon 3 could be awesome and a huge overhaul. It's just it's, that I feel like the trailer they showed us didn't indicate that it was right. But I mean, it was like it was that. mostly a release trailer though of like this is yeah. happening. Like I said, it, like in, in our chat where it's like it's an announcement. Well, not a release, but it's like yeah, yeah it's like this is happening, and also we have footage, so this isn't Metro Prime yeah, Four, which is cool. You know, you know I, that's what that's the vibe I got from it was like this is definitely happening. We are definitely putting 
time into it and that, it's like on the that, way that could have been split too you wouldn't know <laughs> that's kind of what I mean, i'm getting at i guess true. <laughs> and i don't want to like again i'm really not trying to just like be an argumentative asshole but i saw some people less you actually sam said this too not to pick on him but i saw some people that were like it's so cool that they're and sam didn't say it this way with as much faith as this but i saw some tweets that were like it's so great that they're leaning into really creating a rich single player experience and i was like how the fuck do you know that yeah. they didn't show anything and in I that trailer that's suggested like they did a it, spirited it away homage it hinted homage, at the it. it hinted at the lore i bit and that there is like a whole lore to splatoon that has been covered a little bit in like what single player there is hmm. and then also the octo expansion really um, their lore their like storytelling is on the level of dark souls and <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> the environmental storytelling but it might be on the level of kingdom hearts but then also at the same time like so it's like i would really like that but there really was not anything to indicate it there especially yeah. especially since i think that the octo expansion like fucking owns like yeah, i actually I'm should like, play that because i like Splatoon. it's really fun um yeah. and it like it, i think it does some really interesting things too especially since it is a single player campaign um but it's like you're, you're still interacting with the different weapons and it, it does it does some cool stuff um so it's mm. like if they could if they, and since that took place on a train i'm like could this tie together <laughs> and have its own like octo expansion but in the main game but it's like we can't tell literally anything yeah. about it based off of that just that there it's just that splatoon 3 is coming and they're saying like fuck you gender uh do whatever you want which is great yeah so i I, yeah no i i think i kind of ride the like i'm i i'm a i'm a horrible centrist where i'm like on the one hand i see the point of of like you know i don't think you should stay in a company and i think that you should be you know critical of the things that you like but also at the same time mario golf showed up and i was like yes yes that's the correct that's always the correct response yeah and splatoon showed up and i was like we did it man we did it listening listening to all of this i think i've put my finger on the pulse of exactly what disappointed me about this direct and why i've been feeling kind of down on nintendo lately is because i think nintendo is at their very best when they're making weird wild shit that you don't yeah. see coming and like splatoon 3 is a sequel to splatoon adding stuff to smash is adding stuff to smash although that, like, trailer I, was that very good. trailer was very good was, and i was, bought but, it like, but like, I was like, but like, I was like, oh fuck, yeah. you did it! To like, you, you did it again. Skyward Sword HD. Who gives a fuck? Honestly, me. Skyward Sword Defender has yeah, logged like, on. Yeah, but like, I want to play that game again. But, I, but like, I've never played it, the thing and maybe I like I'll about like Zelda. It. I, I didn't like Breath of the Wild, but that's a me taste. I'm glad they went that direction. I really liked when they did Spirit Tracks. I really liked when they did like the weird stuff with Zelda. That that's Skyward Sword HD is Skyward Sword again. Like Mario Golf, yeah. Golf is another Mario Golf. Yep. Uh, yep. Metopia already came out. Like yep. Hades that they spent a long time with that came out. Uh, Ninja Gaiden that came out. Age of Calamity DLC, sure, it's I mean, probably fine. Monster but Hunter just, is another Monster Hunter, which is fine yeah, for Monster like, Hunter's good. I feel like that's necessarily, like, that's the case with a lot of different companies, and sure. I think it's like, maybe like, you hold Nintendo, like, this. they are at their best when they're being yeah, uh, but like, inventive, but at the same time, like, yeah, and like, yeah, the, like, like, the, like all the then, things being the same, I'm like, yeah, you could say that about like, you know, the the yeah, initial PlayStation but, Five like thing where they're like, was, oh, GTA Five people, comes out. You have people uh, like shitting their pants in excitement over how amazing this direct was, and I'm like, it's not. It was 
whatever. Like Outer Wilds, yeah, they spoiled been that weird. They, they spoiled some stuff from Outer Wilds, so now that people go into that, they know like the book is coming and stuff. It's like great, cool, thanks. Like I don't know. There was just like Legend of Mana. I love that game. I've played it. Like that's the thing yeah. is like eighty to ninety percent of this direct was stuff that was like not surprising. And for me, that's why I found it so disappointing. And for yeah, what it's worth, I, I thought like that PS5 thing like, sucked too. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Allison. I do think right, that there's yeah, but I feel like people are holding it that. to a very different standard than than like you know, like a Sony event or like a. a uh, Microsoft event, and like I think that's fine because I do I do agree that like Nintendo is at its best when it does like I don't fucking know we're doing whatever we want, but I think also they've had you know other directs where they've like shown off the indie titles that are exclusive to Switch or you know they've done other things like people held this up as like a really big thing. I mean, understandably because it was the first proper direct in over a year, but at the same time it's like they've you know they've done other stuff too and. I think that it's like pretty on par with a lot of the main industry. Uh, I, I agree events. with you. I think it's just that I'm disappointed in the industry as a whole, and I think that oh yeah, and I think Nintendo, that's totally legitimate. Uh, but I, I yeah. guess I guess what I see, I think part of it is the circles that we follow too, because you're totally right that there's fanboyism with Microsoft and Sony as well. That sucks, but I guess um, in the in the kind of more um, I don't know how to put it like those circles feel like just like they've kind of been sort of those fandoms have kind of been sort of like whatever. Like I don't it doesn't feel like anybody listens to that really in like gaming press, for example. But then when but Nintendo, on the other hand, is kind of like you can kind of draw some ire quickly from from people if you deride it, whereas like with Nintendo, it's like. Oh, if 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 I kind of say like I think this direct was disappointing, it's people that I like actually like will be like might be like, well, that's not very fair. Whereas if I say this Sony thing was disappointing, it's like Sephiroth four twenty sixty nine sixty nine xxx is the person who's saying whatever Sony rocks, and I'm like I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> like that. Yeah, no, that's opinion, true. You know, all um, all I can say is uh, I am hyped for Famicom Detective Club the end. <laughs> yeah, that stuff um, seems weird. I, that's the kind of like, weirdness you want. That, yeah. See, that's that's the thing where I'm like, I saw that, and I was like, Nintendo do more stuff of this, even if it's just like old, like it's a remaster of an old like Famicom Disk System I detective I, game, and I'm like, yes, yeah. give me that's this. Hey, World's End Club, that also looks neat, but yeah, oh yeah, did they put they put an end on it finally. Maybe we'll fucking finally be able to play the, the whole world? game because they put it on Apple Arcade, but it was like a but it was oh. unfinished. Oh, yeah, so I played like I played like a couple hours of it, and then I saw that, and I was like, "Well, fuck this!" And then I I stopped playing it. But uh, I I just also I don't Nintendo... think it's quite as good on phone as it would be on like Switch. But yeah, I I wish Nintendo made games for me, like or you know, and they. Like occasionally they do, but especially recently they've seemed so far and few between. Like I'm still waiting on Bayonetta three. Uh, I'd love a Metroid, like a two D, a three D. I I just love like I mean something. Frankly, I'd love something new. Sure, (laughs) yeah. I'd love for them to do. I'd I'd love to do. I'd love (laughs) for them to do a new thing that like gets me excited. But like I. Like I think, like what was? Have there been any new IP on the Switch? Arms. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, I, mean, <laughs> I forgot about Arms. 
Honestly, holy I, shit, I know there's some scares. I didn't have legs. Arms, it's kind of like I haven't played it since it came. Like I played it for a while after it came out, but I was like, it's pretty good. Yeah, ring fit counts. Um, yeah, so I, I guess I, yeah, I would love to see something new. And I think part of my issue is sort of what you're saying, Andre, which is that I also, I think a lot of the stuff that Sony is doing, like they're more for me. Like I'll play the next Spider-Man, but also I'm not excited. And this is sort of the Splatoon two thing or Splatoon three thing too. I'm not excited for an announcement of the next Spider-Man unless oh. the thing that in the trailer is exciting because I know they're making another Spider-Man and it'll probably yeah. come out in 2023 or whatever. And that's sort of the thing with like I was kind of like. Well, they stopped working on Splatoon 2. Obviously, they're going to make a Splatoon 3, and the trailer was just like, it's going to be more Splatoon. As a Splatoon 2 fan, I say this, not as someone looking to poke holes in anything. So I looked at it, and I was like, well, yeah, of course, this was your big, like, one more thing. But, like, obviously, you were making a Splatoon 3. The, this It's disappointing, because I wish it was out this holiday and not next year. <laughs> um, well, and you want to talk about disappointing was... It was hilarious. Was there Zelda Skyward Sword? Oh my God. That was that's really one we funny. can all rip on together. That was hilarious. No, like, no, even... I think it's brilliant. Like it's it was. Stupid. No, I'm <laughs> ripping on it in, in appreciation. I'm ripping oh, on it because it's amazing shit posting. Yeah. It was kind of hilarious. Like I was watching it. Like like watching it. Um, I I had work, so I wasn't watching it live, but I was watching. Uh, yeah, okay. The, like the recording, and I hadn't gotten spoiled, and they're like, okay, we don't have any footage from Breath of the Wild 2 yet. We're still working on it, but, you know, it's it's not quite there. However, this might tide you over a little bit. <laughs> and you see the sky, and it looks kind of blue, and you think, is this Wind Waker? Oh, I no, could absolutely deal- not. That's, that's I, didn't. And then, and then, and then, I thought that is Skyward Sword. And yeah. then, it, like, it took me five, it, I had a brief moment of, like, Wind Waker? And then it, like, goes in your side, Skyward Sword, and it is, like, you know, I, I, the Zelda game has game. the Thank game has its much. okay. Fuck off! But like the game, <laughs> the game has its defenders and people like Andre. But like the overarching uh, narrative of to me, it's no, defenders I mean, and then also degenerates like Andre. But I mean, I feel like the the game is it's the overarching uh, response to it is not positive. Like. People well, they, generally. Hey, you're talking about Nintendo fans here. There's no accounting for taste. Isn't there? Uh, isn't it's Zelda Zelda's <laughs> 35th anniversary this year? Yep. Yeah. 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 So, as much as I think that the concept so of Skyward their, Sword will be off of sale well, on no, so March was, 31st, 2022. <laughs> as much as I think that their whole Mario collection thing going off sale thing is fucking shitty, and I don't like supporting it, and I'm, that's part of why I didn't buy that collection. As much as I'd like to play uh, one of the games in that collection. Yeah, um, I very specifically bought uh, it, but I was like, th- that was another one where I was like, but this is some bullshit, but you're they getting were like, $60. If they were like, $100, you can get Ocarina of Time, um, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, and Skyward Sword, I would totally do it. Wait, what, what about Twilight <laughs> what about Princess? Twilight Princess? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, Twilight Princess too. Um, which is wow. probably... What was that? Like, it's that was good. like... It's okay. It's good. Looting I, my... One of my top... Twilight Princess slaps. Not okay, here for like, blasphemy. Mm. I it's not as good as Majora's it's Mask. It's fine. Uh, no, I mean I no. No, People, no. Zelda game is as good as Majora's okay. Mask. Brother apparently the Wild, there are sure. no, no. Apparently like the there are rumors that Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are coming to time. Switch. They should. I I hope so because I like those are those games are both good. Both of them there's, were very there's good no games. No reason they shouldn't. That's no the yes. thing. This is why they're. This is why I get frustrated at the like at any sort of hype for re-releases is. 
you're fucking Nintendo. The Switch can run any of the games. It's the most powerful console you've ever made, which is kind of funny, but also it's still true. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah. Why can't you play every single Nintendo game on the Switch? It's absurd. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, and it's so like that, stuff yeah. like the, I mean, and, and, and not everything has to be like, like what they're doing with uh, Famicom Detective Club where they're no. like full on re like vamping it. No. Like just put, put, if there's games that are already people like and are already really good, just put them on the fucking Switch. Well, give them yeah, widescreen like, support and that's it. That's all. Yeah. Like, Maybe like if, you know, if you have a thing like, like with, um, where the GameCube controller kind of fucks shit up. Like, you, you can figure out, like, ways around that with also, the Switch controller. Just, but just say, hey, this is kind of fucked out. up. It's kind of fucked up, not gonna lie. Enjoy. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would buy it. Like, yes, that's the issue. You work around it. You figure it out. I mean, like, also, I like, uh, hey, maybe give proper GameCube controller yeah, support to games. Just, just make a... Fucking wireless do, GameCube controller that do works not, with it. Do, do not Make do that. GameCube do not, do not give in Nintendo. I mean, I like the GameCube what controller, every GameCube but like, game do not, do not so give f- in to the Smash perverts. What's oh, so frustrating Smash, about this? Or like, I, I don't know. I just want like fucking beautiful Joe on Switch. For, for what's so frustrating Capcom, about this uh, is if n- tomorrow Nintendo was like, sorry, I mean, I don't want this to happen. It's not going to happen. But if tomorrow Nintendo was like, we're going out of business, we're, 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 everything about the Switch and all of our games is going to be open source, you know that within mm-hmm. like three months, oh, fans would have ported every would Nintendo bend. game ever and all of their controllers to work on the Switch. I mean, so it's not people, like it's like some People can port text. anything to anything now. It's like people, it, people will make it work. Yeah, I don't know. It's, Gamers wanna, find a way. Oh, I hated I that play, I said that. Never mind. I want to play snipper clips on my fridge. Uh, I mean, if you want to, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> I mean, Snipper Clips Howard. is a good game, but like, like mm. one, two, sw- one, two, three, switch the sequel with a dual sense. Uh, and also, I'm excited about Mario Golf. Feel Mario Golf. That speed rolls. golf thing looks hilarious. It looks it does, very. It'll be I very fun to watch. Online like, multiplayer. Yeah, I'm I want to ex- play I'm speed hopeful. golf with all of you. <laughs> Yeah, oh my speed god, as soon as it comes out, bad. I am playing speed golf with like anybody who wants to play speed I mean, golf. You gotta, you gotta buy me so a copy good. if you want that. that I'm no, not, I don't want your negativity. I'm, You're not invited I'm, to the speed golf. <laughs> and I will be like ha- hanging out playing speed Alex, golf. It'll be great. Alex, I'll, Allison, Sam, and I, and Erica, if she wants to join. And yeah. I'll just can, be having a great time playing Skyward Sword. Oh, speed golf <laughs> is, a, is a real thing that happens. <laughs> spending 25 hours getting through the tutorial. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't. That's why I want to play that game again, is because I I bought it when it was new with the Wii Motion Plus, and then I played like ten hours of it, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this! I have better things to do with my time than have you tutorialize things ten hours into this Zelda game. This is, <laughs> it was uh, that that was up there with like Assassin's Creed Three with this like all time long yeah, tutorials. which is also bad. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. Just like Skyward Sword. <laughs> Anyways, um, I had a question about one of the direct things yeah. that mm-hmm. I haven't seen people really talking about, and I was baffled by, and I want to know if anyone is excited for, and it was that yeah. DC Girls superhero girls. Oh, I don't know. That's I don't really know. popular uh, with kids. Children. Like That is yeah. super, oh, super popular. Does it, it, but it's it already exist? Yeah. yeah. Oh, DC Superhero Girls is like a whole franchise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a weird throwback to like licensed games on the GBA kind of thing. That's what that reminded me of. Is like a SpongeBob game for the Game Boy Advance. It's got like the totally yeah. spies font. Yeah. Kinda. Oh my god, that's like 
bringing me flashbacks right now to totally spies but any but yeah no, no dc superhero girls is really big with like especially like children so okay um i would hope yeah that was who it, like who is who wants to play ninja gaiden on the switch Sigma? beats the shit out of me that was a weird one to me Sigma's but, a okay. hard game so yeah so like, dude, the answer is the answer is and this is why i think it's weird that they spend direct time on this but i guess whatever oh hang on if you have oh, Joy-Con okay. drift, that game is impossible to play. Well, yeah, like, literally, I mean, literally like, impossible. Well, and well, you got to think of the pro controller. Yeah, um, yeah, but, or but, the but, the well, weird well, pro but, controller but thing then, for yeah, handheld that I've got, or the pro controller that has the fucking like false inputs. Um, the the thing the thing with this is, and this is why it's weird they spent any real time on it on, in a direct is that game is for people who don't have game consoles or a gaming PC and who don't play a ton of games. But who have a switch and go? Oh, I remember Ninja Gaiden, and then buy it because they're like, go, oh, oh, I'll play Ninja Gaiden on my switch. I guess it'll play about as well as it did on the original Xbox. I mean, yeah. the fact that those games aren't very good is besides the point. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm just talking about like sheer performance. Like those are not games you want to play at like thirty. FPS, like you know, well, like yeah. you can, but like that's not the way you want to play. An yes, but well, I, same like same with Apex. Frankly, yeah, I think that there's that the Switch Pro will be coming before the end of the year, and that's where part of yeah, those and I like they, from. and it's like one of those things where they keep denying it, but it's like of course they would because yeah. they don't want to like well, bastardize they, the sales. They, of their they very console. carefully deny it in ways where they're like, we have a lot of lifespan left in the Switch, well, which right. is like. <laughs> The last well, thing yes. they said was like, we don't have anything to announce anytime soon. We've got like the Monster Hunter and the Mario or whatever, the other special edition. Like we've got other special editions coming. So like, you know, figure this summer, they'll probably announce it. Yes. Like, I was going to say also, time. we don't have anything to announce anytime soon means yeah. at the next direct to me, which yeah. I didn't think they were going to announce it at this direct. Um, I assume April or May. Yeah. Is when they're going they, to say yeah. like, Hey, coming this holiday. They have to get past the Monster Hunter special edition. Yes. Yeah. But even that's that's never stopped people from buying like consoles. So. Notice. No, that but I mean it's like they really just don't they don't wouldn't want to like bastardize the sales in any particular way, especially since the Switch is like currently like but sales are they're, they're gonna ridiculous. Sell, they're gonna sell all of them anyway. So like. But if you right. look at if you look at the fact that Skyward Sword they're putting out Joy-Con for it mm-hmm. and a and and a um. Uh, pro controller. Those, okay, those Joy Cons are real cute. I'm they sorry. They do look sick, but they're going to put out the, a special edition Zelda anniversary console <laughs> with. It'll be a Switch Pro. That's what I'm maybe. saying. Is is the those um, Joy Con? I bet the Joy Con won't change on the Switch Pro. You'll be yeah, able to use yeah, the same Joy Con, yeah. and that's why Skyward Sword has Joy Con and a Pro controller, but not a full console. Is because yeah. it's not ready. They, it's not. They they don't want you to. They don't want to plan a full console for like whatever that game's coming out summer, like a yeah. special console. So I'm still confident that the Switch Pro will come later this year, and I'll probably buy one because it, oh, might, it might be early 2022, like because that was like March was when the I could Switch see it came getting out, yeah, so, like, I could getting pushed for sure. Then, but um, or yeah, be planned for that. But I think you know my biggest issue with the Switch is the performance. So if they yeah. that, that's, that's 60 saying, FPS yes. Switch games, mm-hmm. I could definitely see spending more time with it then. Uh, I I still wouldn't unless they put out something like a bayonetta or well, yeah. a 
you know, something I, would, I actually want to play that I can't play anywhere else. I would be spending time with that playing Age of Calamity and, sure, you know, yeah. Bayonetta and, and that stuff that I want to play for sure. But yeah. right now, the Switch, even games that I know I would like if I played them on Switch, like I would play more Splatoon if the performance were better, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Splatoon 2. So yeah, that's more what I'm getting at is like yeah. there are games I would like to play on Switch, but sometimes I turn them on and I just am like, uh, I don't like the way this runs, which is a me thing because I am used to playing right. games at higher frames. So I'm not. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people are. But. So it's like you know, especially like Nintendo's never going to be like number one in terms of like graphical fidelity or anything. Yeah, I don't but care like, about that. But like, but I mean, also, but like performance is one of those things where it would be nice if the Switch was better. And yeah. I think that, like, a Switch Pro with better uh, performance would be... I, I would love it. I need to speed golf at 60 frames per second. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah What's speed kind of- golfing if it's at 30 FPS? I want Wario in his golf outfit in 4K. That golf oh outfit God. is real good. Did you see... I saw a tweet that said... Uh, nobody, I can't remember if one of you shared it, but it said nobody, absolutely nobody, and then it said <laughs> people from Dallas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a really good one. <laughs> so true. But but yeah, the perform the performance thing just gets us back to these directs are really good for people who only play on Switch. Like yeah. who who do not have like uh, a a primary console with a Switch as a secondary basically. Yeah. Like which is cool. The which yeah, is fine. I'd, it's for, I have no problem me, with that the at all. The Switch is the absolute last place I want to play anything. Like I don't yeah, like the controllers. Same. Like I, I hate like all the controllers. Like for me, you know, it's for like Nintendo personally the fine, convenience of it over, often overrules the um, less than positive. It's behind like, my CD. I'm never getting nothing out. <laughs> um, yeah, see, for me, no, as somebody that plays it like 99 percent handheld, like same. you know, it, it like it is the convenience heavy, aspect I, that makes I, me want to like. I literally think it's too heavy to uh, like really get enjoy. Some free, get some free weights, baby. Yeah, yeah do some like, weightlifting. No, no, like lift? for for like if I'm playing handheld for the whole like, thing. <laughs> wow, wow, we're full circle. Brought it back on me. Turned it back. That's, that's good. You, you finally parried and reposted what's the, me. What's the lore of your? Uh, no, like it was literally it was playing Hollow Knight the, on the Switch, like handheld, yeah. just like. I was like, I'm done with this. I'm never playing this I had a, again. I had a very similar experience, to, and, and I never thought of it that way, but it is kind of the last time I played a game on Switch handheld <laughs> extensively. Like, so the, you... buttons, the buttons are bad. Like, like, oh, and yeah, I, was, one of those I wanted giant, to, like, lay like... down. I wanted to, like, lay down and, like, play, and, like, it's too heavy to hold, like, over your oh, face. Mm-mm. And, like... Like you can't do like the on stomach. Like it's just like it's just. No I can't good. hold things over my face because I, I I don't like the feeling in my hands when I lose. Yeah, the yeah, in my hands. yeah. It's, I hold it's my hands just, up too it's, long. It's a bad scene. Like I. That's not the switch's fault though. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just it, that's just the world tendency. Yes, that's the, that's yeah, our world tendency. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, there's character tendency too. So you've got bad character tendency. That's what that is. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I, I just don't like the switch. What if what if you could instead have a presentation <laughs> that was about fewer games but on more platforms that i also from a don't very, want to play from a very specific <laughs> developer from one company yeah, yeah. from one yeah. from Which, one part of one company <laughs> as a person who has a a passing interest at least in every blizzard franchise i was i thought that that blizzcon was fine but it was very funny to watch everyone else go like sam who only cares about diablo and then was like that fucking sucked and i'm like 
<laughs> they showed Diablo stuff. Why do you just think it sucked? They didn't show enough Diablo stuff, and they showed other games. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, that's how, well, that's how it how, works. I can see why the Overwatch fans were pissed, though. Yes, totally. That makes sense. Uh, what what did so what did they show for Overwatch? Because I, I know they showed some they showed like, new nothing. Character. Nothing. Literally, literally, okay. literally nothing. Two seconds of gameplay at the so very end. We're talking about in the keynote. There did have yeah. an Overwatch panel at some point where they showed okay. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um but but in the keynote there was zero Overwatch stuff at all. That's very <laughs> the, no, funny. Th- that's not true. There they said we know our Overwatch fans are excited, but we don't have shit to show. So yes, they showed watch nothing. their watch they, their panel. <laughs> so they also my favorite moment of the uh, of the the <laughs> whole keynote was when J. Allen Brack was like, "So we've been showing you games." that are from our vast history of, you know, beloved IP. And we know that you love everything that we have, blah, 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 blah. But also here at Blizzard, we're focused on bringing you new worlds and new experiences. Our teams are hard at work developing new IP. That's exciting for the future. And, and like all this stuff. And then it's like, he like showed pictures of their office and stuff. And it was like, and, and, you know, and then he was like, we're going to have more on these new experiences in the future. And then just hard pivot to like fucking like I don't remember WoW Battlegrounds or something. It was like, just why like did you bring what? that up. <laughs> we assure you, we we do have other games than what we're showing here that are in development. <laughs> so weird. I got excited for a new IP trailer. I was like, holy shit! I would love it if they did something new. And then like, but we're not going to tell you anything about it at all, other than we assure well, you it's happening. <laughs> What is a popular nerd franchise that they can rip off now? Because um, <laughs> well, superheroes, world, superheroes, of, superheroes, world of heroes. It's it's well, <laughs> that would be an MMO, but I, I totally I, bet I could see Blizzard saying we're going to make a cooperative well, superhero game. But, uh, yeah, that's that's I was going to say it's basically Overwatch. That's true. Yes, yeah. uh, but I mean they, with like capes. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'm talking like go all out. Uh, also, uh, the other Magoo. moment, the other moment that made me like, m- I felt like you ever feel like yourself sort of like leaving your body a little bit because you're so like, get to the fucking point on something <laughs> yep. is when the Diablo guy was like, um, <laughs> every, obviously they're going to announce a new class at, at BlizzCon. Oh my God. Yeah. And the Diablo guy was like, one of the most important things about Diablo is classes. And we know that you love classes. We love classes too. What are your favorite classes? Do you like classes? I'm really excited because we've got a new class to announce today and it's one of my favorite classes. And like we're going to tell you all say- about this class. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but it's like, <laughs> we're going to tell you we in have, session. Yeah, we have like, annou- we're going to announce this class today with this announcement trailer. And it's really exciting and you're going to love it too. So, in a few seconds now, we're going to cut to this trailer, but I'm going to continue <laughs> yeah. talking about how excited we are about announcing a new class. And then the trailer starts. And even the trailer is like this, like, dark screen for like five or six seconds. And then it very slowly pans up. And I just was like, tell me what the fucking class is, please. <laughs> For God's sakes, I just I just want to know. And, and by the way, just it was, say the it was, name. It was a rogue. And it looks awesome. <laughs> it does. It looks good. But it was a weird trailer. Was rogue not already a demon hunter would, I guess, be the closest? They got like caltrops and shit. So, okay. It's, um, it's, it's based on the bard, I want to say. Um, but like a takeoff of that. I mean, they're doing classes they've done before. Druid is in D. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So it's not, uh, and I want to say Amazon Ian is in def- whatever, but uh-huh. I don't know. Diablo four looks good. I think I don't understand. It looks like Diablo to me. Mm-hmm. A, a few mm-hmm. of my friends have been like, Oh my God, it looks so incredible. And I'm like, yeah, it's a Diablo. I mean, it looks fun. I'm excited to play it, but I don't know that I'm like fawning over the visuals. <laughs> it's, it doesn't look as colorful as Diablo three, which I guess people, people didn't like about, that about yeah. it. So cool. I guess now it's more morose again, which I like that too. So whatever, well, but I like and, colorful things also. And Diablo three looked cool. And then they also did like reveal Diablo two remaster resurrected. Thank you Resurrect. very much. I don't, I, okay, whatever they, <laughs> they very shit. smartly left <laughs> Warcraft three reforged out of the discussion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's hard to know. Like, um, to talk, they mentioned StarCraft, which people seem to be happy with that remaster. Um, but they were like, Warcraft, I totally that missed that, that even that they even. Yeah, it might have been uh, in a tweet or something. I don't know somewhere. But uh, the the Diablo two thing, I'm kind of excited about because um, I never really connected with that game, and I have a yeah, friend same. who it's like it's his favorite game. game of all time, and so we're gonna play it together, and he's gonna shepherd me into finding the fun with that game um but uh it also seems kind of cool like it's coming to pc and console and you can mm-hmm. get you you have cross progression between the two um there's a bunch of like ui improvements to it as well and the visuals are like hugely overhauled um that was they're wildly better um so and, yeah it looks, and, looks cool and tony hawk is a new class in there uh, when they showed the class select screen, I was like, is this actually Diablo 2 resurrected? Because this looks damn good. Um, and apparently Diablo 2, the original Diablo 2 runs underneath that engine at 25 frames per second. And then they overlay all of the new, like everything on top of it. Um, it's like one of those style remakes instead of the like Tony Hawk thing where they rebuild it from scratch. So uh, it might not, it might actually feel like Diablo 2 and play like Diablo 2 and not just be like mm. a, a simile of it, which is kind of cool. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. There was nothing in that BlizzCon stuff that made me, or I think anyone, go, oh, holy shit. But it was fine. The WoW stuff was cool. No, it did make people go, holy shit. And I, we don't even have this written down as news was the fucking DMCA Metallica shit. Oh my god, that was, <laughs> that was so hilarious. funny! And and I they were like, um, first of all, also first of all, uh, what's his name? The guy who played Hodor. Oh yeah, DJ that was like beginning. okay. And yeah, was actually you guys are showing me oh, yeah, pictures no, in our air chat. And I was like, what's like, happening? Yeah, he, yeah, he was like, pretty good. He I would have been a DJ. Christian like, Nairn. Yes, he, if I had, if I saw, shit, if I was man. at Electric Forest and he was on like a mid-sized stage, <laughs> I would stand there for a while. Uh, yeah. And smoke someone's weird weed that they pass me, and he and, and Shag should get together. Oh um, God, yeah, DJ totally. Shack. Uh, but that was funny and <laughs> cool. And then they cut to, at the end of the keynote to Metallica, and I was like, "Well, I don't know. My Metallica days are kind of past me, and they're kind of assholes." But then they started playing "For Whom the Bell Tolls," and I was like, "This song still fucking rips. I love this song. This is a great song." And then they sucked. <laughs> Like they, they were not, they were not very good. And and then the Twitch stream 
just like casually cut over to like some random eight bit royalty free music while Metallica stood. No, it it was during the stream. It was. I watched it on YouTube and they didn't cut away, but it's probably because YouTube Music has like better licensing. Like, well, they're they're probably going to stand up to the DMCA stuff a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But But it's. I found it so funny because Metallica is the one who got all that DMCA shit in there. It's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so so funny. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, on Twitch, they they overlaid like eight bit folk music. Was that what it was? Yeah. It was just like royalty free eight bitty kind uh-huh. of. What's so and it's stuff. so funny because it's not like there was a crowd listening to Metallica play. Like no, the yeah. entire purpose of them playing was so that the streaming audience would hear it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it just oh, once so again funny. shows how broken Twitch is. Yes. Like just like as a platform, as like a service, like the DMCA stuff, their community stuff, they're like they're just a mess. Yep. But yep, uh, that's yeah. yeah. But that was just very funny. That was my favorite yeah. part of the BlizzCon stuff. That that yeah. is uh, pretty good. All right, let's see. Next news story out of our announcements for the week. Uh good news, everyone. You can now import maps, uh, your own your own maps from Hitman One. If you didn't buy like the early version of Hitman Three or and Hitman Two into the PC version of Hitman Three uh, for free now with a website from IO. Was it was it Easy Pat? Have you, you have it? you done it yet? Not yet. It's so it yes. The answer is yes. It's very easy. As long as you did the weird account linking shit before to get your save data, the page is like, I swear, please, IO, let me write your web pages or something like the You click on it and it's like, please read this page in its entirety. And it's like a EULA of like, mm-hmm. here's all the stuff that could happen if you fuck this up. Don't fuck it up. And, and oh it's like, God. here's a detailed layout of like, here's what the UI for this system looks like. And here's what it's supposed to look like. And here's how it looks if you fucked it up. And don't do that, because then you're screwed. And then all you have to do at the bottom is click Import Hitman 2 data. Or Import Hitman 2 levels. And you click it one time. The page doesn't even... I'll leave you to prepare. Yes, the page doesn't even, like, reload or anything. It just, like, the button gives you a little bit of feedback. And then a a check mark turns green on the UI thing above. And then you're done. And that's it. (laughs) It's literally one click. (laughs) And it's done. I just okay. was like, why did you make and, this so seem so scary and complex when it's one click? And did but it, it worked. It, it got you all the gold edition stuff, like the full. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. You actually click once for importing the Hitman Two content, and then once for importing the uh, expansion pass, like mm, gotcha. the like extra content. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, so yeah, that's that's good news. The, the PC yeah. version is now complete. Yes, yep. I'm excited. The world, yes. the world of assassination is whole. Yes, I'll play so. some more of that. Next totally, weekend. it's gonna go to Whittleton Creek. It it makes I, that game much easier DLC. to recommend. Yeah, on PC, like it, that on stuff PC. was available on consoles yeah. before, but yeah, now like they got that whole Epic Game Store Steam stuff figured out. Basically, yeah. You can read my review on Fixed Out Space. Good game. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Next up, we got another video game movie, y'all. This time, it's not yeah. Jack Black in Borderlands. It's Aww. 
no Chun Li in Sucks. That was so funny. It was so funny. And then that they put the update in there and people were like, well, they finally Googled it. And it's like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. That was so funny. Uh, yeah, so there, that, is it Australian made? Uh, that Mortal Kombat movie is coming out this year? Next year? When is this coming out? I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't watch I the trailer, to be honest with you. I, I, oh, I, I caught part. It was part, a really good trailer. But, uh, let's see. I think Mortal it was Kombat later this movie. year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Mortal uh, Kombat trailer reveal. April, April 16th. April 16th. Okay. <laughs> yeah, people will definitely be in movie theaters then. Uh, it's I, on HBO Max. With oh, these, okay. With these kinds of trailers, it's not that I'm not interested in the movie, but it's just like, it's good to know that it's coming. But I don't want to watch the trailer because I want to see all the cool shit when I mm-hmm. watch the movie. You know? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, very, yeah. Like, very fair. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, you know, it's a two minute trailer and it's a 90 minute or more movie. Well, it's it's but, showing off a bunch of characters. So. Yeah, I don't, I kind of want the surprise, I guess. It was a good trailer. They showed. Like it looks more faithful to the video games in terms of character design and costumes and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, uh, it looks great. And I think my favorite part of all of this, I don't know if y'all saw this, but the lead producer, his name's Todd Garner, his reception to all of it and like seeing people being so positive, like he was basically like super tearful and really excited because he's so proud of what they've been doing. And so to see, like, you know, usually people are pretty quick to pan video game movies and find fault and shit on it. But because people were so positive, like, Todd Garner was just like, yeah, he he just seemed chuffed. I don't know. He was very emotional. It was great. As somebody that doesn't know anything about Mortal Kombat, is the theme song in the new movie? And I'm assuming no. And that is an oversight. (laughs) It might. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a slow orchestral arrangement. Oh God, that sounds so awful. <laughs> with with dubstep, children's choir singing. Mortal Kombat, <laughs> get over here, Scorpion. Wait a minute. Why isn't there a Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero. musical? Zero. Oh, <laughs> Spider Man, turn uh, off the dark status. Like why? Yeah. Let's see. Around? Looks like there is a. Mortal Kombat live tour, but it was like the like martial arts, but it, it had um, dancing and music in it. But I guess they, I don't know if there was like singing. I've got an extensive cast here. Have you have any? I mean, kind of unrelated, but have any of you ever seen the A Freak Like Me Needs Company? Oh my god, yes! From Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? There was a while oh, where yeah. I was watching every video I could find I about Turn Off the Dark because I, I it hadn't was like... seen it, and I saw it pop up on Twitter this week, and yeah. oh my god. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Turn Off the Dark as like a... a How did they get people to pay money to watch that thing? <laughs> the, it's Spider-Man, and it was on Broadway. I don't fucking know. It's but. it's. Sp- it's spider-man like you it's, mess with one of us you mess with all of us it's <laughs> it's like it's it's like yes it's a spider-man skinned thing it's as spider-man as like spider-man also, Fortnite is spider-man I mean, like, to be honest i do wish i would have if i had been in new york at any of the time that uh turn off the dark was on i would have paid to see it if only because of the tr- utter train wreck of it all like it was like it's like so notorious like both in like spider-man fan communities but also like broadway fan communities oh yeah i mean i knew it was a bad musical but seeing that clip i was like 
wow, I could not have even imagined how bad this yeah, is. Yeah, no, it is like, like notoriously terrible. I mean, like, at least Cats has like some catchy hey, songs. Yes, and exactly. We, maybe we'll get the Spider-Man, the musical, the movie. And like, okay, from what I've understood, from what I understand, a freak like me needs company is like the least worst song. Oh my in god, there. really? Holy shit! It's like the one where people are like, "Yeah, that's kind of fun." You know, it's not good, but <laughs> oh, it's, it's like, fun, but not for the right reasons. <laughs> but like, you know, it, the the rest of the music, like that's the one where you're like, "Oh, you know, I, I want to watch that guy," um, like run around as the green goblin and ham it up like that's fine but no the the rest of the music is is notoriously really bad so you know uh, how there's all the rumors oh god you know how there's all those rumors about like (laughs) andrew garfield toby mcguire in the next spider-man movie well what if they went like just oh my god they did they put spider-man the musical in there and like you know they did the, the 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 live action Spider Verse, and they got Japanese Spider Man, the emissary from hell. And they did the. And what if they also had the gamer Spider Man, but there were like the CG models of them? And what about like the 70s, 60s, 70s cartoon Spider Man? Yeah, also there. Pointing at himself. Yep. I mean, that showed up in Spider Verse, but. It, it, it did. did. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, Anyways, MK Mortal looks Kombat. good. Uh, I, I'll Looking watch forward to that. It. I'll watch it too. I'll totally watch yeah, it. Yeah. I, I like I I like Mortal Kombat. Those games are great. The story is so dumb. The latest story was so dumb. I, I don't, don't have any nostalgia for it really, but I do. I think it's you're you're not wrong. You it's like that? You did should you, play Kingdom Hearts. Did you know no. that the the third build character <laughs> on uh, Spider Man Turn Off the Dark is the <laughs> Greek character of Arachne? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Yes. It's the third, third build, build ca- character after Peter and Mary Arachne. Jane is Arachne. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. If I I would probably pay to see that if I saw that on a poster. They have there's like, like a, Spider-Man Arachne. They have mm. a whole thing where there's a, a, a like a uh, chorus, like it's a Greek chorus, but it's the geek chorus. Oh nope, my god. I'm out now. I'm out. I'm I need out. to watch this. <laughs> I'm out. There's also multiple versions because they vastly, uh, like, it, 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 they put it out and it was so bad that they were like, okay, we're just going to scrap everything, but we still have to keep a bunch of these props and a bunch of these sets and a bunch of these costumes. So we're going to figure out how to put this in the new one. And so they completely rewrote it after, like, oh, the previous. I wonder. It is the most wild Broadway musical, like, story. I wonder ever. if this is why they just gave it to Sony, gave Spider-Man to Sony entirely, because they're like, look, you do okay. We're never licensing it to anyone else ever again. <laughs> I was just reading about what why it canceled, and dang, that There's sucks. Like a lot of lot of like catastrophes with cast. Yeah, there the was sons. some pretty serious injuries that happened to the cast. Yeah, good. Yeah. We don't have to get into that, but no. dang, I mean, those, looking at that scene, it does look like it was pretty elaborate. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of catastrophes hey. and uh, cinematic adaptations of video games, there's going to be a Dota quote-unquote anime. Yeah. I think it's just a cartoon. It's animated. I don't like that trend in calling cartoons that are just... Like, Avatar The Last Airbender is not an anime. No. 
No. It it's is inspired it's very much by, anime inspired. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is fine, but it's not an no. anime. Yeah. So there's yeah. a Dota animation coming out uh, soon on Netflix. Yeah. That's cool. Dota has some interesting lore. I don't know. Yeah. It's inter- it seems like it's focusing on Dragon Knight and Marana, which is a weird pairing, but sure. I mean, I don't think, other than Pat, anyone here even knows who what those names mean. Yeah, they're pretty tied together in the lore, as though. Dragon Knight turns into a dragon. He does. Yeah. I, that's all, that's, know, that's his uh, ultimate. You hit R, and yep, he turns into yep. a dragon. He's got a sword and a shield, and yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good says, character for uh, new players comes. in Dota. Yes, and Marana is not. So, no, I, I are either of you going to watch this? Sure. I'll May, watch it. Eh, maybe I'm not. I don't know. I, the Dota lore is fine. It's nothing like insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's, for sure. So I, it'll probably be good. I guess. I don't, I don't know. It depends what they do with it. I, I might watch an episode and then we'll see. Yeah. I have no expectations for this thing. <laughs> if I watch yeah. an episode and it's cool. Great. If I, I, it could easily be bad. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I'm All not. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be doting over the Dota animation. I would much uh, rather uh, someone. Uh, I would much <laughs> rather a talented animation team make a new cool fantasy world and do a show about that. I don't think Dota needs an, an adaptation, but no. whatever. Yeah, there's plenty mm-hmm. of good fan animations if you want those two. So. All right, and call that. Fan I'm. Animation. I'm. I'm gonna call. <laughs> I'm going to call this our last news story of the week. The rumor mill has spun back up uh, around Silent Hill. Uh, I've been just like, oh, it's going to happen. It's Sony's it's gonna, got it. They're, they do. Uh, yeah. Um, but, the fog is lifting, Andre. So, uh, but so I was a little dismayed uh, this week when rumors started suggesting that Bloober Team, uh, creators of the Medium, the Blair Witch game, the layers of fear was actually maybe working on it and would be revealing a big IP they're working on soon or this summer when also, uh, I said Akira Yamaoka, the yeah. Yamaoka, the, the composer for the Silent Hill games has hinted that this summer there will be a, uh, Silent Hill reveal. There will be a game reveal, and it's, it's the quote-unquote one you've been we'll waiting for. Yeah. I think it's a coincidence that they're both Maybe. saying summer because well, but Yamoka worked on uh, the medium, so like there's yeah, some, there's history there. Uh, I, but there are also other reporting that says no, it's not. It's not. I Blue think Bluebird's working it's, on what I heard is Bluebird's working on Siren, um, which is like not a huge franchise, yeah, but no. maybe it is to them. I mean, again, they're in another continent, yeah, so another yeah. territory. Yeah, yeah. So, Video Games Chronicle was saying our reporting says it's a Japanese, a prominent Japanese studio, which could be Sony. They said it's not Kojima. I know uh, but, they said know. it's not Kojima. I still think it is. It, c- it could be. Uh, I think if anyone it'd be is great, if it was, I think Sony funding that game doesn't want people to know. They want to have their their prestige reveal. They're going to throw up lots of smoke screens to make it yeah. look. All every which way. I still think it's Koji Pro and uh, Del Toro and Ito working on it. With Maybe. Him. That'd be so good. But what if it was Sega and Kiryu? <laughs> Kiryu needs he needs something to do. He 
Oh he, man. He is a marked man. He he has to be uh you know, he has to hide. Where better to hide than Silent Hill? You know what? Never, never uh, I can think of a that lot of places. Right. Who was who was the lead dude in Sleeping Dogs? I could see that guy being a good Silent Hill protagonist too. I do <laughs> I not want that team way? to make a Silent Hill. Yeah, way is that, that team. That yeah. team doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, no, I know. No. United Front. That would be a very good yeah. Silent Hill game. Like, I just want Silent Hill beat 'em up where Kiryu <laughs> is just like suplexing these nightmare creatures <laughs> like in the streets of silent hill no that's my not running around and getting like right. weird side quests imagine the side quests in uh cure you starring Yakuza you gotta game. find the dog what what arcade game would they play silent hill one uh house of the dead for arcades yeah house of the dead is a good one actually um yeah, that's- the the um my like E three prediction, I would go. I would hail Mary it as far as Koji Pro, published by Sony, PlayStation Five exclusive. Um, yeah, you know Kojima, Jinji Ito, and uh, Guillermo del Toro all working on it, and Mads Mikkelsen is the star that you play as. I would even, I would even go so far no, as no Ritas. They they're gonna. No, I, I think gonna he plays a side it. character. I am too scared to play most games like this, but I would. Throw my money at that game, and it'll it, be yeah. Mads Mikkelsen looking for his Junji wife. Ito, Mads Mikkelsen, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> like, let me, <laughs> let me, let me watch. And it'll have, I, like, I seriously think he's. I think Kojima's going to try to keep working with all of those people. Oh, one hundred percent. Like, he'll have like a Nicholas Winding Refn, like a subplot directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. <laughs> God. Uh, winding winding i never know how to say his name when i don't uh that's yeah so i maybe maybe it'll be koji pro i hope, I hope it's uh, not luber team i yeah the, the you can read my review uh of the medium on fix.space where i get into a lot of the problems that the medium has beyond just its technical stuff but yeah, their like messaging and like in a lot of their games sounds mm-hmm. like it's very not good. Uh, like, so this one has like some really lame stuff to say about trauma and like what it does to us as people. Uh, and the medium specifically, the medium, yes, the medium. Yeah. Uh, Blair Witch game has some stuff about PTSD. Layers of. Fear, I believe, has some stuff around suicide or like terminal, not terminal illness, disability. Maybe I can't remember exactly. I, I was seeing a lot of stuff. I can't remember which game is which. There are some other games they have, um, but they've got some problematic stuff in their uh, messaging in their games or their stories, uh, which is a bummer because they make some interesting stuff. But it's yeah. it would be surprising if I don't know. I mean, who knows? But Silent Hill has is kind of, to my understanding, sort of opposite in that it handles a lot of those pretty heavy subjects with a pretty um, deft hand, deft, I guess. Yeah, deft touch, for yeah. sure. Um, and and it's pretty smartly in, in like it engages with themes like trauma and abuse mm-hmm. and stuff. So I would be surprised yeah. if, I mean, I guess Konami is not like <laughs> doesn't necessarily know how to pick them, but. Uh, but but if Sony's involved, I would be surprised if they would hand that yeah uh, kind of that source material that is. I mean, Silent Hill is pretty fraught with with rough 
stuff. Yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And to hand that to a team that has a mixed history with their ability to engage with with heavy topics like that seems mm-hmm. where basically to me, but. the conclusion they seem to always draw is oh you can't fix it just give up. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that seems to be how Bloober takes it. So that's yeah, that wouldn't be great. Yeah, uh, yeah. So hopefully that. It is not blooper team working on Silent Hill, but it's it seems more and more likely that something is happening. We just have to wait and find out who it is. Come on, Sega. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what other you get, you oh, Sonic it's Nintendo? Oh God! No. Nintendo presents Silent Hill. Oh, God. And it's a remaster of the first game. <laughs> Not Silent Hill 2, the one everyone likes, but no. the first and then, one. And Gooigi's in people, there. People like Oh, the okay. One. Let me... Uh, go- yeah, yeah. Let me buy one. that for Gooigi. <laughs> but yeah, they I really do, do only the first game. I want them to do... I want... Just, I would love it if someone would make all four of those original four games playable. You can get like three and four on GOG or whatever. But Shattered Memories was really good. Yeah, I have I haven't played them because I was too afraid then, but now after I, I played Amnesia Rebirth and it didn't really scare through. me, I would like to play them. Oh, I've watched yeah. like let's plays of all of them. Not all They're of them, good. most of them. I wanted Downpour to be good. I was going to play it, but oh. it wasn't good, so then I was like, okay, well, skipping it, I guess. Uh, well, does anyone have any other things they must, they need, they want to touch on? No. Okay. I hope that Don't. they announce they show a trailer for Elden Ring at the in the Jeff Grubb Summer Game Mess this year. What do you? Which what do you think? Started. I gotta say what, this what every think, week so it manifests. What, what do you think the actual realistic chances of that are? This year? Oh, one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, I think Great. they will at some point. I don't think that game's getting canceled. I, that would that would be crazy to me. Uh, I, just, I yeah, I think they're just taking their time with it. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it's more like bigger, like more maybe more ambitious than anything they've I've made before. I've seen people speculate that it's that. an open world game in a more direct context, less yeah. like winding paths that circle back on themselves, and more like a Dragon's Dogma kind of like mm-hmm. large yeah. open space where you're moving from like town to town where there are people and stuff. Yeah, um, but. I think that speculation is based on people wanting that. I don't know that there's anything really there. there to, I think there was something with like job that. job listing. Yeah, there maybe. was something about horses. Yeah, like so people think there are going to be horses in the game. I don't know. I mean, there uh, are horses in Demon Soul, or but Dark Souls. Ho- horses you can ride. Yeah, I know. Not horses that run you try to run you over in a <laughs> chariot circle. Uh, no, yeah, uh, I'm Majora's Mask, uh, yeah, chariot circle. Mm, I don't know. Horses. That's a good game. <laughs> Put Majora's Mask on the Switch. God, for the love of God, just do it. Nothing better it's for the, the inside of a man just, than the outside of a horse. Just, just pick up a 3DS, Andre. Uh, Karen has one, but I don't have. I was. I I told this to the chat. I don't think I told it on the podcast. I was at a, like a secondhand store, uh, mm-hmm. and they had a GBA. They had an SP. They had a new 3DS XL. Nice three the GBA, things in the cart. Yes, there there were more, but the GBA SP was more expensive than the new 3DS yeah. XL. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I would expect by that. like by like three, I would expect like thirty bucks. Okay, like, was the SP also like the backlit one? Because like yes. Yeah, the oh, SP yeah, were all backlit. Those, no, they were. Some salt. of them were frontlit. Some of them. Oh, were yeah. 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 So, like, no there idea. are certain ones that are backlit, which is like less common, but also the backlighting is a lot nicer than the front lighting. Yeah. yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. he, people seek that out. I, I think I one could know. make an argument that the backlit GBASP is the best handheld of all time. Uh, I, I would I could agree, see an except for the fact that I have a, uh, a modded GBA that has yeah, a backlight well, sure. that slaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I mean, I, I, I never had an SP, but I, I was partial to the GBA. Um, yeah. I am uh, extremely excited for when my analog pocket comes yeah, because I'm that jealous. might be oh, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> the hands are too close together. Like, uh, if that was a GBA form factor, now we'd be talking. But uh, like I say that all the time. Factored, I don't know. You, you throw through still plenty of meat on that bone. Throw in some potatoes. You got a stew That's going. T- yeah. Mm. That's gonna do it for episode one sixty <laughs> of the Gaming Fix podcast on February twentieth, twenty twenty one. Head over to fix.space. Look at look at some reviews, uh, podcasts. What was your last coding fix, Alex? It's on binary. Okay, so we're still on that. Okay. Yep. Uh, I just did a co uh, the comic fix. That's what it's called. Comic fix with uh, Sam. <laughs> well, what's his or, name? Whatever that show well, is. But yeah, <laughs> hey, it's two a.m. Uh, did comic fix with Sam where we talked about Wandavision episode seven, and did some manga. There's gonna be. I don't know when that's going up. I don't know. Wednesday. Well, theoretically Wednesday. The last one went up late. You can find that where they talk about episode six and some other comics. I forget what it is. Uh, I got it right here. Radiant Black and Black Widow. Hmm. To get ready for the movie, I guess. Um, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You can head over to the fixed out space, see that, reviews, all that good stuff. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Fix Podcasts, on Twitch at Gaming Fix, or how twitch.tv slash gaming fix, whatever that is. Podchaser.com slash gaming fix to leave us a review, help us improve the podcast, all that sort of good stuff. Or if you're on like iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are reviewed, leave us a review. It'd be appreciated. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. We're or parent-friendly podcast. Tell your dog. Yeah, get tell tell gritty. Mm-hmm. Tweet yeah, at everybody. Gritty. Yeah, tweet at, at gritty. gritty. That we, that we have I wish podcast. I could talk directly to the gritty. Oh, if we got gritty to be a guest <laughs> on this podcast, holy shit! Does gritty have a What's canonical voice? Don't think so. Probably, but yeah, I don't know. Just Chelsea. Is it is is the are the Pittsburgh the Chelsea Dagger team? They they play Chelsea it's, Dagger it's when they win. It's Philadelphia. It's Philadelphia. I, I literally this is this is not a joke. I literally had a dream last night that I was doing <laughs> like, like penguins com- or Pittsburgh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I literally had a dream last night that I was uh, doing like a comedy show in. Pittsburgh, and I was like, I'm so close to Philly, and I can't make a gritty reference because of that rivalry. And yeah. no, you can <laughs> fuck, fuck the Penguins. 
Fuck that. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, I just look like I'm, so, I'm in the state of gritty and I'm not talking about gritty uh, and that's not I'm acceptable. In, I'm in a gritty state of gritty speak. too. <laughs> I can't imagine a more, it's now that's my fantasy is getting to do a comedy show in Pittsburgh and pissing off everybody in the audience by, by yelling about gritty. Flyers. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, gritty okay. gritty cannot speak. Okay. Can that be the title of this episode is a state of gritty. Turn off the dark featuring gritty. Stop yeah. it. Don't, just don't don't record this part. One a of gritty us like me a gritty company. Mask. One of us could just wear a gritty mask. Uh, no one would know. We live in a society. Yeah. For now. <laughs> gritty mask. Um uh that's, so yeah. Oh god, these are sca- these are horrifying okay. without the rest of the costume on. If you've got uh, Oh geez. what are you talking about? If you yeah. have a line on a gritty mask, send an email to gaming <laughs> at fix.space or if you have just any questions oh about games or god. thoughts. There's um, so much gritty stuff on Etsy. Oh, of course. Oh, 100%. Born to die, world is a fuck, kill them all, etc. With Gritty's face. I am starting to get like I want to start learning how to do embroidery, and if I and I have to embroider something that's gritty themed, like uh, yeah. Oh, I found it. I found it. I found the podcast art. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. I look forward to it. I don't think we can really use this because somebody else actually made it, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, well. Uh, Anyways, Andre, sorry to interrupt your your outro. No, no, it's okay. Oh God! Uh, I, I, <laughs> oh my God! Wow! Oh! Oh, <laughs> okay. that's perfect! Wow! You gotta quickly message whoever made this and get them to sign <laughs> off. On, uh, uh, in the show to describe it so that we are actually making good audio content. It is gritty mixed with Majora's Mask, and it is. Wonderful. It was posted you, in September 2018, so you've met with a I'm terrible sure fate, haven't you? That's, wow. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, thanks to Jeff Davis for making our our intro and outro song. Uh, it's great work. Uh, you can find me, Andre, aka your partner's favorite moment in Lord of the Rings, on Twitter at CoolSloss C O O C O O L S L four W. Forgot that's where we started this. <laughs> yeah. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at PJC Plays, and I guess shopping for gritty masks. Allison, you can find me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. And Alex, I might watch Turn Off the Dark after this. <laughs> you, and, you, you and Allison should do a watch party. Oh my god, let's do it! I don't want to. I don't want to join that, but you should do it, and then I can watch the live reactions. I got. I got to go to bed. I want to join a clubhouse room where you you provide commentary to turn off the dark without actually having to watch it. Do it on Twitch, and then when the music kicks in, we just switch it to an eight bit thing. Uh, no hey, one's gonna DMCI a- the music from Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's on. On the YouTube, so J. Jonah Jameson pounding at I, the desk. Uh, I oh, want me a like Spider-Man. A, this is like an audience, like fan cam, or like a somebody filmed it from the audience. There we go. Hell yeah! Stay wet, gritty. Oh, <laughs> wait. Do you think gritty is always wet? Uh, this has been discussed, not stay? here, but it's come up in the lore <laughs> a lot, and I think the. The answer is he just sweats a lot. Oh, I need to make this. This is a gritty hat that's been crocheted. Okay, I'm leaving this. I'm 
I'm done. I'm done with this. Gritty fix. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>